What's up, everybody? We are coming to you from my quarantine bunker, a.k.a. my basement corner, also known as the Playing On Podcast area. <laughs> What's up? Another week, another day, another podcast. Craziness. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we are back for another episode. This one is with Mr. Lane Wright. But before we get into that, excuse me, a, uh, a quick shout to our sponsors. You might have seen his headgear on some of the more prominent professionals in the game. Uh, I have sported his headgear as a uh, as a pack band. It just personally, I thought that it. I mean, you might not get. That's see, that's the thing. It's like depending on how you wear the headgear. Sometimes it's completely covered. Like if you're wearing a headband, like the only thing that you really see is the tails and like the top end, the top half of the front of the headband, depending on what goggles you wear and everything. But for the most part, I would say you can only see the top, like the top part, and then the tails. Sometimes. But for me, because I wore a beanie over top of everything, it was I had to think of a different way that I could kind of show off uh, my goods is by throwing it on the side of my pack. So I thought that was uh, that was a good way to be able to kind of have people has people see Jesus. see people. Have, oh my God, I can't even talk. I've been in quarantine way too long. <laughs> it's fucking ginseng tea, quarantine. Uh, Got to wear a mask everywhere. And constantly washing and sanitizing my hand. My hands are just drying out and cracking. Obviously, I'm complaining like an asshole. Um, because there's a lot major other shit going on. Um, so I'm not trying to complain. I'm not. I'm really not. It's just been interesting, to say the least. But anyway, Charm City Paintball. Uh, make sure you check him out on Facebook and Instagram. He has some awesome gear up there right now. He has... Uh, a good amount of headbands, he has head wraps, he has all kinds of stuff. It's awesome. Please check it out. Give him a shout out. Um, if you're looking for something that is not uh, sublimated or like thin or has that kind of silky feel to it that just kind of doesn't stay in a knot and slides all over the place, that's not going to be the place to go. If you want to go to get a headband that's nice and heavy, durable, uh, looks sweet, then I would say hit him up, Charm City Paintball. Uh, tell him that Carl from the Play On Podcast sent you over there. Buy some hit gear, man. Get it on. Literally, get it on. Thank you, Mike. We are also brought to you by a nice little CBD company, uh, better well-known as Melovio. That's M-E-L-L-O-V-E-O.com. They have so many goodies over there. Uh, I'm talking about tinctures, topicals, uh, flowers, uh, as in flowers that you can inhale. Um, they also have animal CBD where I give my, my little pooch, get some peanut butter treats with some CBD in it. They also have edibles, meaning gumby, gumbies, gummies. Um, and I don't know if they have any like, cookies or anything like that, but I know, ooh, yeah, honey which is delicious. I constantly have that stocked. Um, that also supports a, a local uh, veteran community 
and um, all proceeds go to that. So that is awesome. They also have green tea. They have coffee. They have the gummies, like I said. Uh, but the topicals, there is a uh, salve. I have a 500 milligram salve that I use on my soreness, wherever that may be, from jiu-jitsu or paintball. But I am a big fan and highly recommend uh, any of their products. And if you want to get 15% off, go ahead and tippity type in the promo code capital TPOP and you will get that 15% off. Guaranteed. So give them a big shout out. Check out their uh, check out what their inventory has and see if anybody or anything or anybody tickles your fancy. And uh, go ahead and give her a try. Thank you, Melavio. Uh, also, big thank you to, like I said before and earlier in this little zippity doo dah, that uh, I'm giving a big thank you to the essential workers out there. Um, also to the grocery store workers, the delivery drivers, uh, and everybody that is helping the local business businesses out. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. It uh, it means a lot. Believe me, to them, for the community, um, just keeping everything up and going during these difficult times. So thank you. Uh, and if you guys are looking to support the podcast uh, in any way, you can go ahead and head over to patreon.com slash playing on podcast. And uh, you can see everything over there where uh, as if you would like to support this little shindig we have going on. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Hoo-yah. Mr. Lane Wright. He is a previous, I don't know what the title you would call, um... He, I don't want to say he ran. He was, I mean, he was pretty much the go-to guy at PS, at the PSP, and um, he has also uh, been a professional player for teams like Image, who are very, very historic. Uh, if you talk to a lot of the older guys out there and experienced gentlemen, they will tell you all about Image and the impact that they had on the game and just the distinctive style that they had played. Lane kind of goes over a little bit in the podcast. But, uh, but yeah, this was a fun one. We were able to kind of dive and uh, delve into this little kind of PSP world that not a lot of people uh, knew about or understood um, to the fullest. And he was able to kind of peel back the layers and show us what was up. But then also on the playing side, it was fun to kind of talk to him about his, his experiences on some uh, legendary teams. And uh, just kind of overall everything, and and yeah, it was it was a unique one, uh, and and I really really enjoyed the uh, the conversation, and um, uh, it was a good suggest by Mr. R- Rusty Glaze. So I appreciate it, Rusty. Thank you very much. This was a fun one. Uh, here it is. Here is the podcast with Mr. Lane Wright. Hey. Hey. <laughs> What's up? I'm technically challenged. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? I'm all right. I'm trying to, you know, predict the future, but... Aren't we all? I'm, I'm failing. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where are you located at? Atlanta. North of Atlanta. Oh, gotcha. Are you from there? So very east. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm from south of here. I'm from Georgia. I'm from 100, 100 miles south of Atlanta, Columbus, Georgia. Right. Uh, but I've been, I left there 30 years ago, I guess, and come to Atlanta, and then left Atlanta, went to Latrobe, Latrobe to Greensboro, North Carolina, and then back, back here when we started PSP. 
Yeah, I want to get into all of that, all the whole background, <laughs> everything, what happened to it, how it started, um, yeah. all the little nitty gritty things. Obviously, we can talk about whatever you do or do not want to talk about. Um, yeah. But I like juicy details, uh, just because I like I like kind of the background of everything because so many people only know the curtain, right? Story of my life. <laughs> Story of my life. And and you know I like pulling back the curtain a little bit and kind of letting people in, especially with these uh, with these podcasts. It's it's become it's become something to where uh, I like to produce these, but also listen to them because you you figure out these people that you think you know, whether mm-hmm. it be you know, on a, on a paintball basis or let's say like a fan basis, um, mm. that really doesn't know us personally, but then they listen to something like this and you get a real kind of grasp of how somebody's thinking their thought process, yeah. um, maybe their intentions, but y- you get so much more than face value with, uh, with these things. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people you, you, you think you, you know of them and uh, exactly you've been around them, but then you spend a little, one-on-one time or whatever you think this dude's entirely different than, than what i <laughs> he's nuts what I thought so yeah sometimes good sometimes you he's crazy as shit dude. yeah Did you have any idea this guy was crazy <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i i thank you uh i thank you for doing this and take your time yeah, to, uh, now that we finally got it figured out yeah um so let's kind of jump uh let's jump to the beginning of kind of when you started paintball how that how that happened and uh kind of your journey up through the ranks uh to to where you got to where you are now yeah um the first time i i just did a, a another i'd never heard of a podcast i'd never listened to one before now i've done two in three days <laughs> um i um i we used to play football every weekend uh, at a football field, a, lo- a local Pop Warner football field. We we go out every Saturday, and there were 15 or 16 of us that were there were always there every week, and there'd always be six or eight other guys that, that filter through. But, like, we play 11 on 11, wide open, knock your brains out football every Saturday of, of the fall, mm-hmm. um, or every Sunday, I'm sorry, every Sunday of the fall. And uh, it'd been going on for, for two years. And one time we were, we were there to play, and after a day of playing, uh, ironically, a guy named Bob Wong um, said, hey, guys, we're not going to be here next week. Him and, and three of his buddies that he came with said, we're not going to be here. We're going to play paintball. And I think that I had heard of paintball. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I think that, I, that I'd heard of it. But they started talking about it, and, and this is 91, I think. Mm. Um, it's hard for me to picture Bob Wong playing football. I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to... <laughs> so this dude was probably five eight, 135 pounds, blonde hair, um, and uh, as, as opposite of Bob as you could be. Um, <laughs> but I don't remember if, if it was ninety one or ninety two. I think about it all the time, and I, I don't remember. Um, but they said they're going to go play. I had absolutely no interest whatsoever. I played sports. I played baseball and football and wrestling school and and. I didn't hunt. I didn't shoot guns. I'm not opposed to hunting or shooting guns. It's just not why I grew up the projects. We didn't, we didn't hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no, no desire to do that whatsoever. And they started going back and forth. Guys were talking about it hurt. Uh, and it did hurt. Back then. <laughs> it definitely hurt. Um, but when someone would say they didn't want to go, they'd start calling sissy you know y'all you're scared da, 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 and on and our own i'm pissed off because i think you guys are ruining our football game for next week <laughs> and uh i don't give a shit about this paintball thing like like we can do that 
in March or April or sometime when we're done with football season because yeah. that was that's what it was to me. This was the season. Anyway, um, it got kind of hot and bothered, heated. People calling calling each other sissy and worse. And finally, they got to me and said, "Do you want to go?" And I did not want to go. Like I said, there was no part of me that wanted to go, but they're really like ragging everybody. And I, I can't, like, I just, you can't, you can't call me sissy. You know what I mean? So I said, <laughs> psh, psh, I'll go, you know, so, no, I'll go for sure. And the whole week I thought, so stupid, dude, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a cowboy or an Indian or a cop or, or a sniper or none of that mess. Mm-hmm. This is not my gig. And, uh, but I went and when I got there, I didn't want to play, but I did. And it took, I'm guessing, somewhere between 7 and 11 minutes. And I thought, I have to buy one of these things. Like, it's a home jack. And it's, uh, I'm flying around the field, you know, and just, uh, and like, uh, this is the funniest shit I've ever done in my life. And um, literally, before we left that day, the three or four guys that were with me were talking to Don Smith, this guy on the field. So we have, we, we need to buy some of these guns. And uh, we want to come back tomorrow. It was a Saturday that we went and played. It was a Saturday because we wanted to come back the next day and he wouldn't let us. He said, no, the good guys play on Sunday. You guys, mm-hmm. you're not ready for them. And so all of us are from a pool room, right? And uh, half of us been to, been to stay with the state for a number of occasions. And we, we were rough guys. And, and, you know, we all thought, I don't give a damn about your, your, your guys have been playing. We'll, we'll be fine, dude. And he wouldn't let us come. So for two weeks, he wouldn't let us come back. The two weeks later, I took 34 people to play paintball. Oh and, uh, dude, like we were crazy. We had little splat masters. It was crazy. And then I played literally every single Sunday for a year and a half. I, I, like I said, maybe it was an Easter Sunday in there where, uh, but we never got rained out. It would rain all the way to the field. I drive 40 minutes out to the field and it rained the whole time. Like I would be sick to my stomach because I thought we're, we're not going to play dude. It's all this rain. We're not going to play. And I'd get there and it'd stop raining, you know? And, <laughs> and, uh, um, and, you know, back then if there were 16 people there, it was a, it was a big day, you know? Oh, yeah. and, uh, so, and not to be whatever you'd call it, but from there, we went and played with the good guys. Right. And, they got mad at Don and literally threatened that they were going to start another field. They were going to open another field if he kept letting us come out there because we were cheating. And uh, they said we were cheating. We played three times. And, and literally, I'd run around the field and shoot the shit out of all of them. Yeah. Like it's, uh, um, and so they said we were cheating. And Don, Don eventually said, start, you know, the guy was a pilot. Um, there was a big heated thing out there. Don said, you start another field if you want to. I don't care what you do, but I'm not going to run these boys off because you're you're mad because a month into their paintball career, they're, they're beating you guys. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, um, and it was, I like, it really made me respect Don. Cause like I said, there were 18 paintball players in the city and he was fixing to run six of them off who these guys spent money with him. We didn't have any money anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, played every week for a year and a half, I think. And then there was a flyer that Don got in the mail that said there was a tournament in Birmingham, an MSPA tournament. And I thought, holy shit, like they keep score? Seriously? Like this is what they keep <laughs> it's score? It's legit? This, dude, this, yeah, this is its own from here, dude. This is, this is a, a, I can compete and it's fun. And uh, so we went to Birmingham to AAA, uh, outside of Birmingham, home in the Phantom Regiment. And um, went to our first tournament, had no clue 
what was going on. I literally, it was a center flag tournament, which was five man. We had no idea what five man, three man, seven man. We, we knew nothing. We had 17 people. I remember. And I remember walking around and, uh, seeing these little groups of people that had matching uniforms and, and, uh, little banners with their name on it. And I thought, Oh my God, man, these, these guys like this is, this is way more than I thought. I thought it was just a gathering of different, you know, people. But then I kept seeing these guys have, you know, five or six of these guys and five or six of those guys and maybe seven of these guys. And, and I remember thinking, I don't care how cute your little uniform is, dude, or what kind of banner you got. You got six people. We got 17 people, dude. You know, like, <laughs> good luck. We're kicking the shit out of you, man. It's like, okay, how good you guys think you are? So, you know, back then you just paid. Like, I think entry fee was $50 or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But we went up to pay, and uh, she said, well, what's the name of your team? So we didn't have a name for the team. We were, we were just paintball country. We played from paintball country in Columbus, so that was going to be our name. And she said, well, you got three teams, it looks like. We said, no, nah, it's just us. <laughs> she said, you 17 people. Like, uh, you know, it's a five-man tournament. You can only have maybe eight on the roster. Maybe there was a limit. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But she said, so it looks like you have three teams. So, you know, like I said, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, we have three teams. Hold on. Now, I'll be back. So I had to get up. Like, hey, dude, like, we can't all play. <laughs> so, <laughs> everybody had pitched in, you know, whatever it was, like $3.93 for, for entry fee or something. So we had to re-divvy. Yeah. And, uh, now, now it cost everybody like $11 to, to enter the tournament. And But we put three teams in. I don't think – I don't remember we won a game or not. Um, but I do remember thinking, oh, it's owned. Dude. Like this is, this, is, this, is what I'll, this is what I'll do here. And uh, – um, and I've told the story before. I remember those first the first year or so. The Phantom Regiment. I don't know if you know of uh, the Phantom Regiment. Um, people in the South will know. And it's uh, I used to watch them, Carl, and like literally, I'd watch them walk by. And I think, man, if I work hard, you know, maybe one day I'll be good enough to play on a team like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like a year and a half later, I come back with LD and some guys to play in a tournament. And then they're all asking me for my autograph and stuff, you know, so it's, uh, <laughs> uh, but I thought, well, it's really flipped, you know, yeah. but I played there. I played with Carpe Diem with Barney. Do you know Barney? Keith Roll? Uh, um, no, no. Keith, Keith Roll was on the first paintball team with me. I've known him, whatever that's been, 28 years. Mm. Um, and played MSPA terms. We, we were not a very good team. Um, and one day I was sitting at home and Joe Fortin from Paintball Ladder uh, calls me on the phone. You know, I had cell phones back then. Calls me on the home phone and says, I'm Joe Fortin from Team Extreme. And Team Extreme has been winning. They won Amateur Open. They won a Chicago event, I think, or maybe DC Cup, something. Mm-hmm. Um, finished second in the tournament. We're just the, the South's only real team. And so we, we watched you play at a at a tournament and we'd like to know um, if you'd like to come down to Orlando and practice with us for the world cup, see your teams going, maybe you can come see the fields. We get a look at you and uh, we're not trying to pick up players for this tournament, but we're thinking about next year and we'd like to talk, see if you're interested. So dude, if, if the Yankees had called me and said, we want you to come play a little second base down in, in Daytona beach or Palm Springs, wherever they have their damn spring training, it, it could have been no more 
like I played cool with just, yeah, you know, man, I mean, I already take a time off and I've got a job and I'm going to have to see if I can work it out, but I'll, you know, let me think about it. And I'll get back to you. Like I hung the phone up, started running in circles around hardball with him. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Like I tried to be cool. I was like, I wanted to cry when he called me. So I had to settle myself and call him. Said, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I guess I'll go. And, uh, um, but I went and finished out the year with Carpe Diem. It was just one more tournament. And actually, I went and played World Cup with Carpe Diem. And then at World Cup, Glenn Jones and LD come up and said, hey, enough of the bullshit that you want to play with us. We're going to Masters next weekend in Nashville. And if you want to come, come. And uh, so I had to go back home and tell my job. I just took five days off to go play World Cup. And I've got to take the next Friday, maybe it was one day off. And they said, you don't have any more, you don't have any more sick days or vacation days or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. I said, well, yeah, I, I really don't know about all that stuff, but I'm not going to be here Friday. That's what I'm trying to tell you is I, I won't be here Friday, but you don't understand Lane, you don't have any more sick days. And I thought, well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to be here Friday. <laughs> you, know, you can name that day whatever you want to, but I won't be here. So if you have something you need done, don't count on me to do it. And, mm-hmm. uh, we went round and round, and I don't, I don't guess they understood. I, I think they thought I was going to be there Friday, but I wasn't. So <laughs> when I did come back Monday, I didn't have a job anymore. And, uh, um, <laughs> went through that two or three times, playing with Extreme, and then the, Joe hired me. I came up here and run the field for him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, play with stream for a few years and then i think that shows some kind uh, of a dedication and what kind of what kind of real pull that the game has on people uh, i mean when you risk and i I know everybody who has played at the top level who's really sacrificed through those years really can attest to everybody else's grind and and because i know there's a lot of people out there too that they they have that opportunity of something like that happening and instead of live especially when they're young and instead of living their life or for what they really want to do and really taking that step, not knowing what's going to happen, they kind of, oh, no, but I, I need this job and this and that. There's, there's jobs out there. <laughs> yeah. So I go back and forth. I want to tell these kids, you know, dude, if you want to do it, like chase your dreams, like you got to mm-hmm. go for it. I, I lived in a one bedroom apartment with roaches as big as my shoes. I drove a Chevette. Um, I ate bologna sandwiches because like we had to pay for everything. I yeah. played on at that time. I really believe Extreme may have been the best amateur team on the on earth. Um, it was me, Todd Trozic, Paul Head, Rob Stoddinger, LD, Duckworth, Richard Wright, um, Steve Hammond, all of these guys, Tom Zawadzki, Sean Ellis, all these guys went and played on the best teams in the world. Like, like we were a, a, a badass team. Um, we paid for everything everything mm-hmm. we paid for air at the field we we had to ref twice a month to get discounted paint so discounted paint was 75 dollars <laughs> a case yeah and um i lived two and a half two hours and 20 minutes away in columbus rob Stodinger lived in greensboro north carolina he was eight and a half nine hours oh, he drove every single weekend he drove down friday stayed with me in my apartment drove back sunday night um huh. steve hammond lived in jacksonville craig uh, lived in pensacola like we, these guys now say, dude, we're going to practice all the why, why don't we practice at this field? I, I don't want to drive all the way across town and that thing. You're out. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but but I tell the other people that if I were to talk to my son, I'd say, mm-hmm. hey, uh, look, 
go to school, dude. Leave this paintball <laughs> shit alone, you know? So, um, fine, if you can fit it in, fit it in. But, right. like, literally, I, my life revolved around it. And it's, 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 um, it was, I've always been competitive. I always played sports. Um, I was small. Uh, so that ended after high school. And uh, I got in a lot of trouble. For the first time in my life, I had free time, spare time. And uh, paintball kept me, um, like I, uh, I'd say it, I don't hide it from people. I, I was a bad kid. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I didn't get mistreated or mishandled or whatever. I, I went to prison when I was 19. I was arrested, I think, 54 times dude, in, four, in three years. I was, and, and deserved it. There's a few times in there, maybe they jumped the gun, but the vast majority, <laughs> yeah, I deserved exactly what, and got away with a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, would have got in trouble again and went and played paintball to get me something to do, something to focus on. I was good. I had to go to work. I had to have money. I had to, you know, it was a different kind of people that, especially back then, it was, uh, it was more grown, successful type people. But right. um, today, I, I think what you're getting at, I feel the same thing with, with some of the guys today. The guys at the top, you wouldn't be at the top if you hadn't sacrificed. Mm. It's kind of those guys in the middle that I, I think – I, I, my pet peeve with PSP was got to dude we're, we're winning D3 and we're not even breaking even and I think this is what like I don't even I don't know how many tournaments I've won in my life I have mm-hmm. I know one single prize package that we won we went to Portugal and won with Image and we got a check for $1,800 we won a, a millennium in Portugal we got $1,800 and I remember being on the stage and getting the check and I had to pay for us to get there. It cost us $12,000 to get there. Oof. We won 18. Other than that, I don't ever remember what we won anywhere, but I didn't give a damn. Mm-hmm. You, you know, what I won was this weekend. I got to tell everybody I was best this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and maybe next weekend we won't be best. And two weekends ago, we certainly weren't best, but this weekend I was best. And that's, that's what we won. And for me, a lot of people now that I don't know that kind of got kind of got lost on a lot of people. I think that yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I know, mean, I know what different. you mean. I know what you mean because it's it's so. I mean, it's so tough because you have all these kids. Especially, there's so many outlets now too. You have professional gaming. You have all these jobs. Sure. These, yeah, all yeah, these yeah. jobs now yeah. that have been pretty much produced yeah. by uh, the generations coming up because technology, you know, yeah. needs it right. Um, and and you have all these people who also think well gaming's stupid or this is dumb or this but I think it's a lot because you didn't grow up with that you you don't I don't think they understand it that much and then now you 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 kind of I mean I did the same thing my brother played a lot of video games growing up and I'm like this is so dumb and then uh, a few years after that I'm watching on ESPN they have some kind of pro gaming thing and he yeah. wins like a million dollars yeah. or something I'm like yeah. Right, yeah. do follow whatever dream you want to do yeah. <laughs> be a video game playing food with- so you talk about that literally right now. I've, I, I got an Xbox, I'm guessing, 10 days ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, and as we're doing this, Maddie Booms is sending me text saying, hey, we got Rocky. Rocky's on. You need to get online. So I know <laughs> I'm the worst video. I play this, what's Call of Duty. They yeah. don't even shoot me, dude. They just run up and stab me in the head. Like, it's, they, they're like, I play, they just like the, the whole group are gathered around me and laughing because oh, I run in circles, but oh, it's terrible. Uh, but, but 
I didn't grow up doing it. So I, mm-hmm. I'm like you. I played something. I did something forever. But I like the younger kids playing, and I respect the top people. Right. But in all honesty, dude, it's a lot of people in the middle of paintball. I have a hard time with them. Um, it's, uh, um, I think they cause problems. Um, and people get mad at me because I say that, but I, I'm not going to lie about it. You know, it's, uh, um, they, they, I love the kids at my field. I love the kids. Mm-hmm. I won't. And I think it's for me. It's to, a, I just like young guy. I like seeing young people learn something, put their heart into it, and 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 and, and get better. Um, yeah, I like the kids, and then the, the top guys, the dynasty kids. They're not kids, but uh, some of those Russians. Like I watch them, and, and not so much now. I've gotten too old now. But for a few years, when I was just a little too old, <laughs> I was. Uh, I, I thought, God, I wish I could have played that game. You know, mm-hmm. I wish I could have played the X-Ball game. It would have fit who and how I thought and played and, and physical things that I did. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> people send me tech. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, well, from what people have told me, I, if you had that kind of style when you used to play. I'd, I didn't have the privilege of uh, – because I started – Somewhere around 2002-ish. Yeah, I was, um, I was old heading out right there. I think I quit playing in 2002. I think it was going to play. Yeah, so I, I never really – I kind of gotten when when Dynasty was coming up and they were making a name for right. themselves. So that's kind of was that era that right. I that I started following at. Um, but I, I watched all the old videos, Pat's all his videos, Dan's videos, and, and, and everything, uh, Rob's videos. And so I kind of got an idea of what the past was like. And yeah. you, I at least tried – I didn't try. I learned to respect it uh, and that kind of style. And from what I've heard from everybody was that you had that. You were the one pushing the envelope. You were you were the yeah, the quick one. You yeah. You were the one that yeah. was that was down the field making things happen. We we're gonna win or lose in a hurry. It wasn't gonna take long. It was, <laughs> right. Uh, and and the teams that I played with and the way we played, we definitely we we snatched defeat from the jaws of victory quite a few times. You know, yeah. but. Um, I only knew how to play. Well. It's how I live my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, if, if I'm going to make a mistake, I'm making a mistake at 100 miles an hour. And if I'm going to, I watch at my field now with with kids play, and I tell them the biggest thing that I could tell you is you, you guys are so busy trying not to lose that that's like your whole mindset is yeah. you're trying to hide or not lose. You, it, it's hard to win if you're trying to win. It's damn near impossible to win if you're not trying to win. You know, you guys are not trying. So, I think from sports, from athletics, from from everything I'd ever done competitively, that's just what I knew. Like mm-hmm. you going, if me and you were going to fight, um, I'm hell. I'm I'm going to try not to fight. But once I decide, well, no, there's no option. We got to fight. Damn, I'm coming. <laughs> it's going. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, um, and it's the same with anything. If, if I'm going to do it. Let's do it and with paint. But when I left, Extreme played that way. That's the way we played. I finished what you asked me. I, I played with Extreme for a couple of years, maybe three, I don't know. I think three. Um, and LD had left and went and played for All Americans. And then Tommy and Richie left All Americans to go start Image. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam called me one day and said, uh, We will fly you and your wife to Europe. Uh, we're going to Paris to play a tournament, and then the next weekend we're going to play in Germany. 
um, and we'll just come try out for the team. You won't be on the team for the rest of this year. We've got a roster, but at the end of the year, we're going to pick up new people. So you're talking about Adam Gardner. Speaks, Adam Gardner, yep. So um, I, we do. We go over and we ended up only playing one term because literally the day we landed, I think some dude at a army base in Germany or something, a, a tank, a valve blew off a tank and hit him in the head and screwed him up. So they like outlawed paintball in Germany. Mm. Um, like right there. So, so we stayed. We went and played in France, won a tournament, um, and then toured around Europe on small parts money for 10 days or whatever it was. And I thought, yeah, I could get used to this right. shit. You know? <laughs> so, and, uh, um, but then I went and played with all A's and they definitely had always played a very different way, a methodical right. All that, and so that's why LD wanted to get me up there. He said, "Y'all just go do that over there. Let me and him go over here. We're just gonna mix up the sauce go, a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna go cause havoc." Anyway, that never really, we never could really do that with the All Americans. Uh, but when we went to Image, dude, it was like we're wide ass open. It was, it was like people would crowd the sidelines because something was gonna happen fast, and it wasn't always good. The, the way we played. Um, you know, a, a bad team could beat us because uh, mm-hmm. we'd lose six guys in twelve seconds, and you know, three of the three of the last four would come running at your ass again. You know what yeah. I mean? That's that was we had a whole that was a whole team mentality, and I played that way because it's the only way I knew how to do things. And then it just so happened that I got in with a group that that's what we wanted to be. We wanted to go, wanted to go do it. So I like to watch. And I've talked to some of the dynasty kids you mentioned, Oliver, and uh, some of those guys. They watched us, um, and, and they said, "Remember, you guys were. We stood on the side when you guys were at uh, SC Village, and watched you play, and thought that's that's how we want to learn to play." I think we were the first. I think we were the first people that were running and shooting. You know what I mean? Like really? we would run and shoot the gun as we were going, and. Uh, you know, you had guys walking out in the back of the field shooting, but we were literally running. We were running and gunning. Um, nobody else did it. And bunkering people. Like, I remember when we first started putting in plays on Extreme where we literally were setting up things. We called it crushing a bunker. Um, but to run run stab somebody. And, and so, much hap- so much happened. So mm-hmm. much expansion of, of the the ideas of the game happened in those years right there that, uh, that, um, and we were a part of it, but I think so much was happening. You really couldn't keep up with all of it. You just, you just went, went with, with it. The, yeah. Yeah. Just, just went with it. Now, what did Avalanche, you, pref- what did you prefer? Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Um, what did you prefer? Did you prefer, uh, woods or the hyperball fields or the new, uh, so air bunkers when yeah. they came out? Yeah, when they came out, I did because it fit. So I said, I liked all of it, to tell you the truth. Um, when we only played in the woods, and I so I played in the first airball event that there ever was. I didn't play in the, in the first hyperball event they had in England. I, I didn't go to that. But we went to Toulouse and played in the first airball event, and and we had heard of hyperball. And then Rennick put it on put it on his put it on his field out there. And was that in the soccer stadium? In Toulouse, it was at some kind of stadium, but I don't think it was the tournament in the soccer stadium. It was 96, I'm almost certain. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I, I don't remember. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember. It was the first air ball with the tubes running across the field. Right, right. Uh, so, so I absolutely thought my biggest problem with playing paint, playing paintball was the teams that you know, you know, three, two, one, go, and they take ten steps back, bury down into palmettos or something, <laughs> because the way we played, those those guys, which you know, like we'd have. We get five people shot in eight seconds all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because we're coming. So that was the scary thing to me about play was people that would go hide. So when we went to these open fields where you couldn't really hide, it was uh, I loved it. Like that's what I wanted to do. Once we started playing only on those fields, then I realized, dude, I missed the woods. You know what I mean? There was mm-hmm. good shit that went on in the woods too. And um, but but I liked all of it. And and the truth is. It sounds kind of assish, but when we started playing all air ball, I started not like it. You know what I mean? Like I, I missed the hyper ball, and when we were only playing hyper ball, I I wanted to play the air ball. So whatever we're doing, I would I would reminisce. But oh, dude, you remember how good the games used to be and something? Yeah. And uh, but but I liked all of it. What really caused me a problem, and God, I was dead in the middle of making it happen, is when we started shrinking the fields and um, I was 100% in favor of it. I wanted to make it a sport. I wanted to make it an athletic event. I wanted sure. to make it to where everybody couldn't play. Like uh, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And I used to argue with people as, as a sports person, as a, as a real competitor, as a guy that played every sport and, um, so many people in paintball n- never played anything else, and, and really? they don't. They don't, especially back then. Um, they didn't understand practice or. or that seems so counterintuitive. Uh, like having people play such an aggressive, team-oriented kind of athletic activity, but then have no <laughs> other sports background. It was. Uh, have you ever? Have you ever watched a group of um, paintball players like throw a football or, or uh, play play uh, um, wiffle ball in the parking lot at the hotel or something? Like these are things that I've seen over time where I thought, hey, brother, you just shouldn't throw the football. <laughs> it's not, it's not, you look European when you threw the football. It's not, uh, but. I think a lot of that has changed today. I definitely yeah. think there's more athletic people, but uh, but I wanted to make it. I wanted elitism. You know what I mean? I wanted yeah. to be everybody can't do this. That's what that that's that's what separates things. You mm-hmm. you know it's. A, you, I was always not a fan of the PSP and the NPPL, and now the NXL is doing the same thing. This 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 huge inclusive thing that got everybody. I don't think that's the way that if you want the top to be the top, you can't have everybody there. We, we run tournaments and all of the fans are playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the guy in D3, he's not watching whoever's playing. He's playing for the D3 World Championship. You know what I mean? And yeah. we, you leave the World Cup and 63 people say we won the World Cup. And I think, well, that watered down this bigger than shit. You know what I mean? Like right. it's uh, um I want there to be nine people that can say, I won the World Cup in, in, in 2020 or whatever it may be. But the model that was put in place and, and, and the, 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 finances, the finances behind it, um, it was 
you had to try to get everybody there. And, and yeah, it, well, it's built I don't so know. that the, the the divisional teams are paying for everything. I mean, that those are the ones that are kind of that are forking over the yeah. the ability for I for that pro field to be there because I mean the, uh, the only time I see those stands now the only time I really see them packed and full is Sunday when 90% 95% of the teams aren't right. playing anymore my idea years ago and, and we started it um, I started it I went to uh, Mike Hinman um, Hinman Rob Stollinger John Smith down in Florida um uh, Darren Tapp was was starting the MSXL, I guess, in in Kentucky or Ohio, there wherever he was starting it. Uh, there had to be some I can't remember everybody, but I went to everyone and said, "I want to change. I want to change the model. I want mm-hmm. to change what we do." Um, and the very thing was, we, we, several things. A, we can't have real professional teams and players because we don't have any real viewership own site we haven't made this thing exclusive enough to attract viewership and that's that's what changes everything about the the nfl is what it is because people pay a gazillion dollars to go sit in the stands and watch them or they you know the tv stations now pay them it's changed but Mm -hmm. we don't have that opportunity because we've got everybody playing and we've got everybody who would attend these events have spent all their money to be here right so they're killing the, the 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 draw of the pro field and they're killing the vendors nobody has any money to spend in the damn vendors village when they're at a tournament it's uh <laughs> they're bringing so everything. my thing was yeah my my deal was um i wanted to go and take five leagues around the country six whatever it broke down to and i presented these guys that we've got this this the appa uh, it's a it's a it's an ID system. It's a registration system. It's whatever we want to call it. But, but what it's going to be is a membership mm-hmm. association, and I own it. It's mine. So everyone that plays in the Carl Markowski Paintball League has to buy one of my membership cards. They have to spend, I think it was thirty five dollars at the time, and they have to give me thirty five dollars. You don't get the money, but in order for them to play in your tournament, you're forcing them to buy my ID card. What was um, the what was the uh, what did the t- the league get out of it? So, in the beginning, not much. Right. Um, I would send refs. I'd send head refs. We're going to train your refs. We're going to send you scoreboards. We'll help you get bunkers. We're, we're going to promote you. I've got a I've got a Facebook page with one hundred and sixty eight thousand gotcha. people. Uh, but for these first couple of years, all you're going to do is you're going to be a part of the program. Sure. And. You're going to see this revenue stream, this ID card that's making me hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you're not getting it, and you just got to live with it. You're going to, you're going, your league is going to give me forty-six thousand dollars this year, and I'm going to give you twelve thousand dollars worth of referee and shit. You know what I mean? Sounds Whatever like a great deal. <laughs> uh, yes, that's the way it's going to be for a couple of years. But what I'm going to do after two years is. I'm no longer no. After two years, you you are going to run D three, D four, D five, and I think back then it was D two, D three, D four. But you're going to run these lower leagues. But after two years, two things happen. You have to stop running D five. You're now a regional league. D five is a local league. I am going to stop running D two, D three, D four, and D five. I am only going to run tournaments that are D one and pro which now I guess that is semi-pro and pro. I, I, mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know. But I'm going to have tournaments that have 
24 teams of them, maybe 30 teams, 32 teams, whatever it works out to be. That's my tournament. That's the national tournament thing. Um, what we need to set into place, though, is now you have all of your area, every D2, D3, D4 player, they have to play in your tournament. If you ever want to be a pro team or pro player, you have to go through Carl Murkowski's tournament league to make it to my league. To be officially my ranked. league. Yeah, my league has no entry fee. My league has bigger prizes. My league now is funded by these ID cards of everyone. But when I run a tournament, I don't have to build 14 fields. I don't have to have a World Cup where I have 90 referees out No here. overhead. Um, no. And so I can run a much smaller, more folks. I don't have to have – one of the biggest things I'd run into running a tournament is I have Carl Markowski and I have little Billy Smith. Carl Markowski is a professional athlete competing at the highest level that spends every waking moment of his life figuring out how to be the best competitor on the field he can be. And little Billy's soccer mom is the one that's the captain of the team, and she's running things. Both of these people paid me money. Mm-hmm. Both, of the, both of these people want customer service, which I always thought was utterly ridiculous at a tournament. You didn't buy a pair of shoes. You paid an entry fee. We can't give everybody customer service. But mm-hmm. that's what they want. But they're miles apart and everywhere in between. It's, it's not possible. It's not possible to run a tournament that caters to all of those to all those people. There's, there's no way to do it. There's not enough money. There's not enough staff. Anyway, my plan Carl runs a regional league. You don't have to worry about beginners. You don't have to worry about little Billy and his mom. She's going to play at local levels. You've got to do the same thing to the local levels. You've got to give them the local, you got to give them the D5 tournaments. Um, the only way that people can graduate to your tournament is to play in those local tournaments. So you just build a pyramid, right? And, right. and you get in at the bottom and you climb the ladder. And if you get to the top of the ladder, when you come to my tournaments, there's a vendor show, there's a stadium. There's a stadium where instead of all 2,600 paintball players that are tournament-type players join, uh, sending their teams to play in the Northeast event, now 2,600 people or more are going to pack a stadium to watch a professional paintball tournament. Mm-hmm. And they didn't spend $1,000 to get here. They put gas in the car for them, got in. It cost 20 bucks to get in. They spent, they spent $37 to get here. They've got three hundred dollars that they can spend in, in in the in the vendor area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought we've got to restructure the whole thing. Um, what we're doing is we just kind of rolled with it. It's, it's, it's as far as it can go. It's not really helping anybody anymore. So I went to all these leagues, and uh, everybody said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we're in. We believe you. We trust you. Um, we're looking down the road. We're all in." And um, Six months later, I'm saying, hey, guys, like, you, you have to send me the ID money. You know what I mean? Like, it's, we discussed this. You, you, you have people giving you the ID money because it was simpler, you said. Yeah, they, they never gave me, I sent them referees. I sent them bunkers. I sent them field stations. I sent them compressors. Uh, we trained the refs. We put them on the website. We shopped their logos around. We did all the stuff we said we are going to do, and they kept the damage, the, the, the ID money. And I thought, I, I'm... Hmm. I give up. Now it changes into screw you. I'm going to try to, I'm going to start running regional leagues, you, you know? And um, so there's always, there's always, there's always something that people don't know about that's going on. And I'm sure oh, yeah. now with NXL, I'm, I'm sure there's, they're getting trashed over stuff. That well, is, yeah. Is, I mean, I don't know. I don't people, know everything behind it. 
but I know there was I w- I'm a part of a um a small league called the NPL, the National Paintball mm-hmm. League, and we has mm-hmm. a- we actually uh, I know who that's the the um what's the boy's name? That's the video guy, the Matt computer. D- yeah, what's his last name? Makaitis. Yeah, I can't say it's like. Yeah, if you look, even it. if you looked at yeah. it on paper, you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah I don't know." Wouldn't I don't say know that. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, him and I uh, got together and we were, uh, you know, just brainstorming and brainstorming and brainstorming, and we had this idea and this whole. I mean, obviously now uh, a lot of the leagues are at least the uh, the NXL. You know, it has its webcast is huge and, and and spreading more and more, and we're like, "Yeah, this is a this is something that needs to be." It could definitely be live, but it can also have a really good uh, web show. And we mm-hmm. had the idea of taking it and doing everything post, like all in post, right. like like and and doing everything that way and shooting everything live and then and then and then doing it in a post. But then also doing it like as they do a, with every other sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we would have a live show, but then we would also put out uh, everything on post. And and then we were thinking too, is like, we why don't we make this? why don't we make this a separate pro league and we make it a pro league to where it's, it's something to, for people to go and see, to, to go and do not have to worry about playing, but just going to focus on watching the best mm-hmm. in the world. And Great on top fans. of that, yeah. And, and it, on top of that, uh, instead of having a five, only a five tournament season, make it a year long thing, just like the, um, uh, the UFC or, you know, make it, make it NPL one, NPL two, and make it year round because every area in the U S has somewhere that you can play a tournament where there is nice weather in January in, in, you know, yeah. in February. Yeah. So we, we would do that periodically and, and just have, especially if you're making it smaller. Ex- exactly. The we have problem one with field. finding venues is finding these huge venues. That's the, there's, there's hundreds of places you can go build two fields and play paintball. Yeah. everywhere yeah um, and and now having such a smaller compact package mm-hmm. it would be so mm-hmm. much easier to find venues and on top of that we were going to change uh we were going to go to four on four uh we were going to go to uh no more ramping but capped 15 semi-auto uh we were going to do four pods um we, we were going to make it more of this elite status where i feel brings back the player aspect of it rather yeah. than depending on the ramping gun i mean people have heard me talk about this shit all the time and yeah. because i because i i truly I have hate it, it with a passion I, I, dude, so i am the person who who allowed ramping guns i despise no it with everything <laughs> like it i i i had no choice yeah and bob long it was literally it was bob long there was no way that we would catch him there's no right. way that we could catch him so by having a rule that says your gun couldn't ramp, whatever all that bullshit that would be written in there, um, it, I would have not had a ramping gun because I'm a person that plays by the rules. Right. So I'm getting penalized. And at some point I realized you're doing the right thing. I'm taking your money. You're doing what I told you you're supposed to do. And I'm letting this other guy screw you and I can't catch him. That Like – I fought it for a year and a half. And at some point I thought there's, this is ridiculous. I can't do this. And I despise it. Like I exactly what you just said. I stopped playing when, as I saw, I don't know the words you would use as the game became more, the guns were winning games and not the people winning games. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't as fun. Like there are people 
and and I mean, people like different colors. People like different shaped women. People like different vegetables. It's, people like different stuff. Right. There are people that they think running to a, a balloon and standing there and going and like that's very exciting to them. That's very intense to them. That's yeah. the game they like to play. And I think I sit and I watch it and I think. Jesus Christ, this is horrible. <laughs> you know, like yeah. It's, well, it's boring to watch. You got like, one it, finger going and then, it, you know, paint going everywhere. It's so, so easy to control offhand. And looking yeah. at this side of thing, yeah. I think, you know, my, my mom and my aunt could lock down this lane, as you guys call it, with those machine guns you shoot. And I'm one of the people that, so I, I hate the small fields. I hate the ramping guns. I was one of the people in the group that pushed the field smaller. And I am the person who allowed ramping guns to be legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate both of them. And, and, but it's, it's, and I could talk to you for two days about this stuff, dude. It's I'm one good. of the things I'm, 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 of running a league. <laughs> when you run a league, it, you know, the thing that everybody says, what they would say to me is you don't listen to the players. You, you need to do what the players want. And I think, hey, dude, like we hit the World Cup. There were 3,800 players at the World Cup. They didn't want something. They wanted 3,400 damn things. I have mm-hmm. to make one decision, one rule, one way, and there's not the, – the players don't want – if we're going to pick what color the logo is going to be, the players don't want a color. You right. know, there's, there's there's a million options out there. and, and Perfect example, the, the you can't please doesn't... everybody. No, this is not re- – so the difference with me and my personality is um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very honest person. Um, mm. I don't intend to hurt people's feelings. I know some people would just hurt your feelings, don't care. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. People say, well, I don't care what people think about me. I'm not that person. I do care what people think about me. I don't want to piss people. I'd rather punch somebody in the head than hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't – and this paintball thing, it saved my life. Like it gave me a life. Um, yeah. I respect it and owe it, and and I'm I'm passionate about it. It's what I've done my whole life. Um, but my honesty, I'm not I'm not going to be dishonest. The people used to always want to have. We need to have a committee. We need to have a committee of players. We need to have a committee of, of players, and then they'll report to you and tell you what we want done. And I and I would just like say, I don't want to be ugly, but I'm not. I played a long time, and I'm not a dumb guy. I, I'm not a, 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 a guy that if I want something, I think that's the smartest thing of all. I'm an mm-hmm. open-minded person, I, I think, and, and I thought I knew a lot about paintball. I owned two fields, six stores, run I don't know how many tournaments, been to God only knows how many tournaments, played on every continent on earth, been around for 20 years and thought I knew it, and then I started running these tournaments and realized – you guys don't have a damn clue what it takes to run one, and neither did I. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not putting anybody. So my point there is, y'all can make all the groups you want, but I don't care if you guys all decide we want to do it this way. You don't know what you're talking about, and I have a business to run. And the most important thing that I can do is make sure that we still have tournaments next year. While I ran PSP, the NPPO went out of business three times. Pacific paintball came and went with millions of dollars. All of the things that everybody said it should be, mm. all of those things happened, and every one of them crashed and burned, and we kept going. And there's a lot of people that think that people pumped money into PSP, that Dave financed PSP. 
right here to you as live as I can be coming right out of my mouth. I'm saying recorded here. Dave never put not one more dollar into PSP than you did. Um, he never propped up PSP. He ne- I take him and Billy Gardner. Whenever we went and played at the little league field in San Bernardino, I think it was both of those guys loaned PSP $125,000 each $250,000. PSP paid them back with interest early. Huh. It was a loan. It was paid back, but they've never put a hundred thousand dollars or ten thousand or $500 into PSP. Um, it existed and it ran. So to me, the most important thing that I could do with running that league is make sure the league exists, right? right. More important than making you happy. I want to make sure that this 13 year old here who's coming into the sport has a place to play as well. Um, and, so many things, and that's when I get back to this group, I don't care what you guys come to. I don't care if 92% of the pro guys think we need to do this. If it's going to jeopardize my ability to stay in business, to continue running tournaments, or to go further down the road, we're not doing it. And I don't care if all of you guys want to do it. You know what I mean? And we'll, so we've got to be in this together. Well, when we lost $213,000 at that event in Pennsylvania, why didn't none of y'all come to me with extra checks you wanted to write? You know what I mean? If we were in this partnership together, we were losing our ass. Why Which tournament was say, that? Oh, we lost money all. I, Nem- I a nemacolon? Nemacolon, we probably lost. We lost money at every turn. When we were paying $40,000 and no entry fee to the NXL people, there it was. there was no way. To not lose money. Wait, so, you were paying the you were paying the payout, oh, shit, but you yeah. weren't getting any money from those teams. No. How does that <laughs> they How some, does that get okay? <laughs> so this is what they gave me this business. So so, in whenever it was when, when 2008 when, when everything crashed. Mm. Every, so people say this all the time too. I, I again, dude, I'm gonna just go all over the place. I wish we had full on X ball again with two halves and two 20 minute halves and 20 balls a second. And da, da. Like these people, nobody, nobody that paid to do that wants to do that again. Nobody. Right. These teams were shooting 130 cases of paint at a tournament. You know? And it's, but but there were eight paint manufacturers. Like everybody had a paint deal. Everybody right. was making money hand over fist. There, at World Cup one year, we had 119 vendors, dude. And this is not, this is not GI and JT and war games and Tipman and whoever like like it is like that that was one vendor back then that, mm. that it was 119 people the next year we had 36 you know so it was so big so much money was going around everybody was giving out money everybody was making money it was it was they didn't care that the league made any sense because they would just pitch money into it right 2008 2009 somewhere right in there Everybody went out of business. Everybody went home. Everybody had to go focus on their business. Well, PSP was my business. That's how I fed my child. You know what I mean? That's how I made my living. So this was everybody else's hobby. Well, they all kind of disappeared, and I was just by proxy left to run the thing. Mm. Um, And so I did. And there was so, so many stupid things that I hope this is making, I hope people can follow me jumping around. But if you think back, and this would have been before you were getting going. The people that owned PSP were Jerry Braun, Round Zero, Dave Ironman, Rennick, Aftershock, Ed Portman, Avalanche, Richmond, who sponsored everybody. Um, 
Um, Team owners. Who else? Gary, and, and, Gary and, Legacy. Right. Yeah. So, so all these guys, and, and Billy and Adam Gardner, all these guys that owned the teams also owned the industry. Where they were making all this money in the industry, I assume. Um, and then they were just dumping in the league. The truth of the matter is they were just paying to have this thing that that they all loved. And I think people lost sight of that, man. All of those people were paintball players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they were just like you and just like I was. Uh, I think that about me. I think there's a ton of people out here now at the end of PSP. They have no idea that I spent 20 years spending every dime I had. Like I started with a, a pistol and rented a gun and, and played with a $100 paintball gun. And, and, you know, I went through the whole thing. I played on terrible local teams and not very good regional teams. And, and the same with yeah, Billy and Adam didn't have it hard like that. They, I think they could kind of pay for what they wanted to begin with. But, but Rennick, like those guys been through the ringer. Mm-hmm. They love the game as much as anybody. Um, once we kind of moved past that and we got into some of these investment firms that owned it, or, or, and I'm just, you know, John Robinson, the, the, the key CEO. The guy didn't love paintball. Um, he was my partner. Um, he didn't love paintball. He didn't mean him and I could not, I'm sure he thought very little of me and I didn't think a whole lot of him. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't care what he had to say. Um, I don't, the other people were not like that though. Dave DeHaan, who's not, not, um, Dave DeHaan loves paintball. Um, and everybody talks about him being a greedy bastard or whatever he might have been. And maybe he is, but I know this. Uh, when Dye made money, when you first came around, there's not anybody on earth that put more money into paintball than Dave did. He sponsored every league and every team and every event, every mm-hmm. raffle, you know. Dude love paintball like uh, um, a lot. Jerry Brown, he's uh, an old name. People don't talk about now, but people despise the guy. He spent every moment of his life trying to make paintball better. Of course, he's trying to make it better his way. I mean, that, that's that's the way people well, do your shit. money There's going the, in. Yeah. yeah, you want all, all your of... effort. You, you know what I mean? It's like I didn't put money in, but I was going to run it my way. I was in charge of running it, so right. I don't know how to run it your way. And, and it's like going in stock in a company. Yeah. Yeah, you, you. So, I don't know where I got off on this road here. But, uh, so, was the league ever uh, self-sufficient at any point? Yes. Oh, yeah. But in the end, it was for the from two from when I took over in two thousand eight, we borrowed money from Billy and Ad, uh, from Billy and Dave, um, and that was it. Like from then on, we were self-sufficient till the end. But only self-sustaining has never been a good but some people say that y'all are greedy bastards you make it they put their stupid ass post up on pb nation well they had to pay the refs this much and the prize package i calculated they took in 11 billion dollars in entry fees and only paid out a thousand and they made a billion it just this crazy post that went up there mm-hmm. that we're making all this money um and i bob long the last year of psp Dave did some dumb stuff, dude. I, like Dave tried to package paintball access with the with the sponsorship thing and funnel money through PSP to the webcast, which was his and his alone. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stupid stuff went on that I agree with people. It was bullshit. Um, and I checked out. Like I thought this would be the end. This is not going to work. But, but Bob Long puts a video up about how greedy we are. 
the greedy PSP, charging people $65 for a table. It's just bullshit. What they did was dumb. It was wrong. It shouldn't have happened. It was asking too much. But nobody had to pay $65,000 to come put up a table. It's just bullshit. But the whole idea that this this greed and this whatever, and I think Bob made all his money off the paintball. I've made mine, all the money I've made in my adult life has come off the paintball. I live in a $200,000 house in Loganville, Georgia. Bob lives in a damn 4,000 square foot ranch on 90 acres of land in Southern California. Um, Bob's got brand new dually diesel trucks. I've got a nine-year-old pickup truck that I'm still like, we both made all of our money off of paintball. Mm -hmm. Here's your house. Here's my house. Here's your bank account. Here's my bank account. Which one of us is greedy, dude? Like it's yeah. there's just not a lot of money to be made there, and people think that they're that, that we made all this money, and now I can say to people, so these three or four rich guys decide they want to start a league, and they say we're starting a league. Did you see how hard we fought to keep that business that was making us all that money? They said we're starting a league. We said we quit. We're out. I give. I'm mm -hmm. going to run a field. I'm done with this shit. Like, I, I wonder if people realize maybe they weren't really making a lot of money, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. uh, um, we paid people like, um, um, we, when PSP ended, I made a hundred and four thousand dollars a year, uh, I think. So that's a pretty good, that's a, a, a lot of money for the last year we were there because I didn't do anything last year. I was so burnt out and tired of it and. I was ready to go, mm -hmm. but people don't think about for the first 11 years, I made $40,000 a year. I was gone 25 weeks a, a year. I didn't see my son. You know what I mean? I, I lost a marriage. Like I stayed to where I was unhealthy. Like I, I and I made $40,000 a year and, and, um, didn't always get paid. So I don't, I guess my point to all that is nobody's screwing anybody. Right. You know, everybody thinks that they know all the answers and everybody thinks, um, I have Robbie Goldsmith, you know, Robbie Goldsmith. Yeah, I know Robbie. Uh, I don't know him well. I know, I, I know of him. Long time. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's, uh, a friend, somebody I, I, I like and, and respect years and years and years ago. I don't remember what it was we did, but Scott Martin had gone to work for smart parts. And uh, he was acting CFO for PSP. So Robbie Goldsmith had just graduated from Tennessee or was in grad school at Tennessee. And he was going to the Billy Ray Cyrus business school at University of Tennessee. Sounds legit. Yeah. <laughs> so we had made some decision to do something in a certain way. And Robbie Goldsmith gets on PB Nation and just destroys it. This is the type of stuff that da, da, da. we have. We have paintball players running businesses. They have no business sense. They have no business acumen. And da, 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 da. And if these guys had any semblance of an education like I'm receiving, they would know uh, uh, all the stuff he wrote. Hmm. When he got, I read the whole thing and got done. I thought, oh, Robbie, I hate to do this to your brother. But um, I said, you go to University of Tennessee. He writes back, yes, I do. And you're in the whatever it was, Billy Ray Silas School of Business. Uh, yes, I am. And with your studying and education, you think that we've made a horrible decision. It's made by goofballs who are just paintball players and don't know what they're doing. 
It's just an idiotic move you made. And I said, okay, well, this is Scott Martin. He's the CFO at Smart Parts. He's also the CFO at with PSP. He's the one that made this decision. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee, graduated from the University of Tennessee, and he also completed his master's degree at the Billy Ray Cyrus School of Business at the University of Tennessee. He's the fucking guy who made this decision, Robbie. Shut the fuck up, man. You know, and it's uh, um, so he ended up, Scott ended up being the sponsor and the coach for the for the Tennessee paintball team. But I thought it was a perfect example of these guys just I don't know, dude. It's, it's it's easy to get on the internet with social media the way it is now. It's oh everywhere. yeah. Well, and everybody everybody knows. Them. Everybody has an answer. Everybody has yeah. what that what should happen. What should, uh, yeah. what should be. You know who doesn't have the answers? I tell you right now, Laurent and Tom Cole. Both of those guys would say, "Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't know." just like me i don't i don't know dude you know what i know i know that we don't know what we're doing that's what i know but i also know none of you people know what we're doing either so um, i think that's i mean what do you think that's got to be that's got to be so tough um you know because obviously as players we're trying to figure out how to make this bigger and bigger right because because we want to see we want to see the players be um, treated as professional players. We want to see the, the sport itself become this uh, worldwide dominating f- new sport yep. force, right? And yep. and we have heard so many times over the years, over and over and over again, that um, that it's going to be this year, but we don't know how. Um, but we're going to do our best to do this. And I think I think a great thing that happened out of um, out of that year at the PSP. Uh, was was PBA? I think that was a huge breakthrough in the way that we digest paintball, right? As, as tournament paintball, uh, in a sense of, of live action stuff, and I think that was a big thing. I don't know the ins and outs of what happened, um, but I think that was I think good things happened. But I think it happened so on an almost two to three year basis. It's tough for paintball to keep up with everything else that that's kind of happening. So, yeah. And the money's not there, dude. Like and the it's, money's uh, not there. I mean, that's the biggest um, thing. Here, here's the thing, too. That, so I'm going to say this is things that make people not like me. Um, and this is the story the way I tell it. I've played paintball at the highest levels. Um, I don't even watch a lot of the, the, the tournament paintball now. But I've still been around enough that I can watch a paintball match and I can watch a guy play and say, holy shit, did you see that? Dude? That mm-hmm. was, that guy's incredible. But if I went and got my next door neighbor and brought him to a paintball game and watched it right now, if Dynasty was playing or if the Tupelo Turtles were playing, the guy wouldn't know the difference in what they were doing. Right. There's nothing about the game that jumps off. The, the way I tell it is this, paintball has been my life. I don't ride a motorcycle. I don't care about riding a motorcycle. I'm not intrigued by motorcycles. But if I'm walking down the mall and there's a big screen TV over here and it's got a dude on a motorcycle and they're announcing whatever. And I see this dude take off down one of the big ramps and go and jump out of the damn stadium and land in the parking lot, which they do. <laughs> like I stop and I think, look at this son of a bitch. Look at this. Look, look, look what this guy just did right here. Yeah. This dude, I care nothing about a motorcycle. I don't want to ride it. It's not. But that's something that I watch that I realize, holy crap, that dude's a badass. Right. 
And to me, the simplified version is that guy's able to do something that I'm not able to do. So that puts him on a different level than me. So I am amazed by what he's doing. Right. If you watch paintball, nobody, nobody ever watches a paintball game and thinks, holy crap, you see how much better those guys are. Me and you can watch a paintball game and tell Johnny, my next door neighbor, Johnny, you'd get shot 97 times before you turn that court. But Johnny doesn't see that. There's nothing Mm -hmm. impressive about what we do. So the realist in me, back when NXL, the first NXL started, Dick Clark and Laverne and Shirley, whatever her damn name was, and all these people are in there. They were serious, dude. Like I sat in there with the people. They were serious. They thought this had potential. As I look back now, I think about, um, you know, there was this, at some point, dodgeball just come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was all over. And, and then they, they, then it just kind of faded away, right? I think that's the same thing they would have done with us. They, they would have took the game. They would have promised a bunch of money. They would have paid some people some money. They would have bastardized the game that we know, and then it would have run its course, and they'd have been dismissed with it. We'd been left to clean up the parts, and they'd have went on to whatever they were doing next. That's what I think would happen. But I do believe they were indeed serious about trying to make this thing be something, and I bought into it. I was was hook, line, and sinker. As I've aged, one – as I went through a lot of that stuff in there, and as I was a person who I was never going to make a bunch of money off of weather. As a matter of fact, if they come in, I probably was going to get run off because I'm an uneducated redneck, whatever. Like they don't want somebody far more spectacular than me running things, right? Um, so I never was like emotionally as invested in it maybe as some other people were. Mm. The more that my rational mind took over, the more I realized, and this, like I said, this is what makes people... I think kind of not like what I say. I don't think paintball is ever going to be um, this big thing that we all want it to be, mm-hmm. right? Um, me and Bart Yakumik argued, um, and I argue with a few people that they always wonder. Like I like paintball. I like what we do. I like the game. I like the the I like what we do. I, everybody's always trying to change it. You know what I mean? And, and I think we're always trying to change it to chase this dream. And I don't, I don't think we're never going to be Monday night paintball. So in my simple mind, we've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, hundreds of hours of people's effort, millions of dollars, um, trying to be something that I don't, think that we're going to be and if we quit trying to be this other thing and just accept that we are what we are and just fix what we are within the confines like i said make a damn tournament system that makes sense don't invite every damn body to the tournament you know what i mean that's that doesn't work there's nowhere in the world here's i'll throw this at you everybody gets called up into repeating things that sound good and feel good to them tell me how many times have you heard uh, well, paintball's never going to be legit unless we the, the NXL. We're, we're the NXL colonized the world because they have a bunch of money. They did the same thing in Europe that they did here. They went in with some guys with a bunch of money. Those guys are not making much money, if any at all. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Hey, we're fixing to come in, divide the pie. So we either give up or we're going to run you off." They gave up. Same thing in Europe. Same thing in Asia, wherever. So they've taken over the world. And the selling thing is, we're going to unify all the rules in the format. 
And that's how paintball is going to grow. Mm. That's what, how can we be a legitimate sport when we don't even all play by the same rules? There's not another sport that I'm aware of on earth that everybody plays by the same rules. Right. Our very own Major League Baseball, we have two different divisions. They play by when they when they go to the World Series, when they go back and forth, they play by different rules in the same damn World Series, depending on what stadium they're played in. College football, high school football, pro football, all have different rules. Basketball, European rules, soccer doesn't have the same rules. My little girl doesn't play by the same rules that I watch. Like no sport on earth all play by the same rules. Mm-hmm. But somehow we all decided that we all need to play by the same rules. And that's paintball people do do that kind of stuff all the time. And I think if everybody would just get the bullshit out of the way, you know what yeah. I mean? And just focus on this thing that we have, man, and, and fix this thing. And then it'll grow to be whatever it should be. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to fake it into something else. And, and, I don't know. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's what we were trying to do with the NPL. Um, you know, with with one of our things was we were like, you know, let's let's make less overhead, let's put the money back yeah. into, uh, you know, put the money back into the league. But also, we had this idea of of also taking a portion of the money for marketing, and that marketing was going to be making um, uh, making instructional slash like safety videos for local paintball fields, uh, mm-hmm. giving them. Uh, making marketing banners and stuff to send to paintball fields for the league itself to to show the people the the soccer moms and the other people that are going to these fields that there is that tier right there is yeah. that pro tier yeah. and it there kinda, is a ladder to climb here. Exa- yep. there's a ladder to climb it answers the question right away um, we we send them the safety videos the fields use the safety videos we help the we we help promote the local fields the local fields help promote us. And then we do our traveling thing around and the local fields help us advertise and we'll, we'll do all this. Cause I think that's, I think that is going to be, I think that's going to be one of the things that helps uh, kind of solidify a position for the professionals inside of the sport is getting the local fields together uh, along with coming together with the actual NPL national paintball tournament that will be run. And, make that an exciting experience every month. Um, yeah. You know, that, that a tournament would be held or whatever somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and this month you're still filling last month. So, so it, the perfect thing to me would be if you could, if you could make a product that you put out the first of the month and everybody watches it, everybody talks about it the first week of the month. People are still talking about the second week of the month by the third week is kind of petered out by the fourth week you're building into the next month exactly and you're 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 ramping back up again and keep you the just attention have to high. keep that thing going i thought the same thing with what i said about i wanted to i wanted to just run the top focus on the top have another set of people that focus on this and have another set of people that focus on that right and we all work together like i it's hard if if psp went to california um, as much as we are, have no intention of competing against Mike Hinman, we are indeed competing against the same pool of dollars that he's that he's depending on to run his for his the league. weekend. Yeah, yeah, and, and so people are not going to play his tournament three weeks earlier because that team decided, well, 
the PSP or the NXL or the NPPL or whoever it may be is coming is coming to town in three weeks. And we want to do that. Like things like that, are, it's just dumb. It's it's dumb to keep doing it that way. So in my mind, and that's not just happening with him, and that's happening. Hinman's doing that to other people. You know what I mean? It's uh, uh, people lower than him. It's just an incestuous. Uh, it's a dumb way to do things, and and I try. Like I sincerely. Uh, sat with a group of people and I was willing to roll the dice and give up. I, we have control of the tournament scene. You know what I mean? I yeah. had control. Um, I was 100% willing to give up two thirds of the tournaments to other people for a bigger, a bigger picture idea. And it's just hard. You know, and back then you had the GI camp and the, and the, and the, whoever they were at the time, the key camp and maybe Directors somebody else and, was yeah. still, yeah, it was, or, you had, or whatever it was. Yeah. Whoever it was. So there was always been that stuff going on. Now maybe that's kind of going away. Cause it pretty much looks like Josh can own everything before long. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a person also who thinks that, um, the manufacturers are not the devil dude. You know, the people that are trying to make a living doing this, they're not bad people. They, I, Billy Saransky is the, is the president of paintball now. Like I've known him, Forever. He's one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. He's he's got a job to do. He's got a family to raise. He's got a mortgage to make. He's got a company to run. He's got hundreds of employees. He needs to keep employed. So he has to make decisions relative to being the guy that runs a business. But that guy loves paintball, dude. Like yeah. he it's as much as anybody on earth. Um, and that doesn't just go away when you become the manager of a department at, at, at wherever, or if you become the president of a league, or if you become the president of the biggest company in Pimbo, does it go away? He still loves it. Is the passion still there? Things have got to make, make sense. I don't think players have bad. I don't think anybody has bad intentions. Um, I take that back. <laughs> I'm, I am absolutely 100% not a fan of these very rich guys that now own the league, mm -hmm. but also own these teams and pay all the best players to come play on the I, I think, like, you, you guys think we're not going to make it until we unify the rules. We're not going to make it until you don't let one fucking guy destroy all the other teams by stealing their two best players every damn year. Like, who? What? Mm -hmm. That's it's a hard thing. I could say that now. As a guy running a league, I would say that behind closed doors. But I couldn't be the guy running the league and telling people, hey, I'm doing everything I can to make damn sure you don't get paid to go play paintball. You know what I mean? Right. right. Um, and that's that's so it, tough it, because a player himself sees that yeah. as the top of what he's been dreaming yes. of wanting to do. And Bart Yakimik, I think he does exactly what he says with his team. I think he pays the guys exactly what he says he's going to do. I think he treats them exactly the way that. They want to be treated. He said he was, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know of any time that he's done anything wrong in that regard. Right. But at the same time, how in the hell do you have a legitimate professional league when you have Boom trying to compete against Yakubik? That's, like, the, that's, that's not, the toughest part. Well, and not just him. There's multiple guys in the league that are like that. But no, there's right. also Randy Smith. There's, yeah, there's also a, you know, um, 25% if not 40% of the league are teams that can't afford to play as much no, paintball exactly. yeah. as as the top 10% fuck top 30 40% yeah so when 
And people say, well, you've got the Kansas City Royals and the New York Yankees. You're right. They have a lot more. This guy's still a multi-billionaire, brother. He can still pay for what he needs to. Like, if I ran a pro team right now, I just have to tell them, guys, like, we're, we're taking the bus. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how we're getting there. We got to leave Tuesday, and hopefully we'll be better by next Tuesday. We, we You get a case at practice, aim the damn gun. I don't know what to tell you. It's, uh, Fuck, dude. Accuracy um, by volume is all there is now. Yeah, There's no... If if you can take a team, though, literally, and you can fly into a site three days early, and you can buy or you can have delivered two skids of paint, whatever, and you can play a layout 70 points because you have the wherewithal to do that. You're Mm -hmm. paying your guys so they get off work. You can buy paint if you've run out of sponsor paint. When you can do that, that's not – it's not the way it's – and I'm not a liberal type of a person. I'm mm-hmm. I'm all about capitalism, and I come from the projects. I've earned everything I've ever had. I've earned it, lost it, earned it back, lost it again. Yeah. It's a, like I'm all for the cause. But at some point, if we're talking about what's best for this game, um, that's not what's best. That's not – that's – so a whole lot of – I wouldn't stop putting out layouts. Um that, that was a reason for it, dude. Like, we put out layouts three weeks. These guys spent 12 days on the layout. These guys spent eight hours. Mm-hmm. That's all they could afford to do. It's uh, um, when... I think that needs to be uh, cut the, out. The, I think the, the field yeah, layout needs to be picked Thursday. So, Carl, Have here's, it be picked. Here's, here's a league owner. I mean, a, a league owner. One year, and I don't remember what year, we said we're not doing layouts. Mm-hmm. People go ape shit. They go crazy. I literally had a field owner. I'm not going to say his name. Cause call me, cuss me like a dog. Like just, I mean, like cuss me. That's where I thought, hey, dude, I like, I know where you are, man. You know, like it's right. I'm not just so cuss me like a dog that I'm destroying his business, that I'm ruining his business, that I care nothing about the fields, that I'm a greedy, you know, whatever. All I care about is my own this and that, the other, and and I'm rude. I'm going to put him out of business because with those without those layouts, his business is going to crap, and he's going to call my sponsors and tell them if you continue to support this league, who is absolutely has no regard for the well-being of the businesses, I'll stop buying my product from you and go to your. And I said, so if I don't put out layouts, your business goes to crap. You're going to call the sponsor of mine and tell them you're not buying paint from them anymore if they still sponsor me he said yes and that's it. so if i keep putting the layouts out your business will remain will continue to exist are you going to call the sponsor and say hey you guys should give them more money man they're the only reason that we stay in business hmm. well it's not how it works that has to be how it works dude. it sounds like There's that's still, how it works like that it has to be how it works yeah. no, if, if i don't put out layouts i'm killing your business that means if i put because putting out layouts is hurting me I'm willing to hurt me on this end if you will bend this injury by telling those guys to send me twenty more thousand dollars a year because right. now I can fix my problem. So never think about that. But the gun rules, the the, the gun, the the rate of fire, mm-hmm. a big part of that also is that these teams can't. This this sounds. I don't know a better way to put this. I don't think this way, but we had to make decisions for teams. Um, because just like I say, paintball players, it's not an opinion, a team. It's a group of independent people. It's a group of people with different opinions, different levels of abilities, different thoughts, different 
socioeconomical, financial, whatever it may be, and they're always changing, right? So just a simple version of if we shoot 15 balls every second that we play paintball or if we shoot 10 balls every second that we play paintball, over the course of a year, that is a huge difference in what it costs a team to not just play at tournaments, but to, to, to practice, to, to do right. anything that they do. When PSP went to the true semi for one tournament, mm. um, I was willing to say, yes, we'll do this. Like, we'll, if this is what needs to be done. It wasn't us that, like, the entire industry was putting pressure on us to do this. The really? industry, oh, absolutely, including paid people. So that's the other thing, too, that everybody's like, like people say, oh, they created X-Ball so that you'd shoot more paint. They don't give a shit how much, like, that's re especially back then when that was going on. That was, that was a drop in the bucket. But everybody was saying, you've got to slow the guns down. Like, this, you've got, people can't afford to play. We need people to play. I see it at my field now. Everybody talks about you don't want to let your new guys get shot up by these machine guns. They don't have to get shot up by the machine gun. They don't have to get shot by that gun at all. Mm. I've watched people at my field go play, have a blast, two dads, two sons. I see it in their eyes. They're hooked. They're done. They're already planning to come back. We bring Michael. He's got those two boys. They ain't scared of nothing. They'll come. Da, 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 da. I'm calling my cousin. Like, it's on. They're asking me 100 questions. And then over here on this field, the tournament team start up. Three, two, one, go. And you watch this guy's head turn, and they're attracted, and they go look, and they're watching, and then now watch the level of future involvement drain mm -hmm. out of them. They didn't get shot, but they just watched. So in their mind, they think these paintballs cost $60 for a case of paint. Mm -hmm. I just watched this dude shoot at least 900 paintballs in <laughs> – he couldn't have been out there three damn minutes and all mm -hmm. five of them other guys were doing the same. So they don't have to, to feel that to, for that to, to turn people off. Like it's instantly people start doing calculations in their head. Right. And so from the, from the very first player to a guy that's been playing forever, but he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't pay for his paint anymore. His team captain's got some deal going with the store that he partly owns with right. the manufacturer. But, but at the end of the day, Billy Sharansky sitting back here saying, how many paintballs did we give away last year? Mm -hmm. You know, how do our sales do this and our giveaway paints doing this? These guys are like, I'm never, ever going to be a great customer for a paintball manufacturer again. I'm not ever going to go buy the new guns to play with. I'm not, you're not. Nobody that's in our group is going to be that. I, I own a field in a store, so I buy stuff, but I'm never going to be that customer. Why are we giving away these people who are never going to be the people that support our business again? Why are we giving them shit when everything else is going this way? Mm -hmm. um, it's it's at some point it's not because the guys that run the companies are assholes. It's because it's a business. Decision. They they know the realities of what's going on, you know. Right. And, and it was running a tournament. I'm not a smart guy. I'm not an educated guy. I'm not. Uh, I don't think I'm a dumb guy. But what I had at my disposal that nobody else had was the information. And so, you know, there was a year we spent $6,700 on trash bags. Trash bags. Not cans, not the dumpsters, 
mm-hmm. not the, the $18 an hour tip people to pick, just trash bags. We spent $6,700. So when people say to me, we spent a bunch of money to be here, we spent $1,800 on an entry fee. And I say, yes. And if you and four other teams do that, we can buy the trash bags for the year, dude. Like it's, you, it's not meaning to put somebody down. It's just right. bringing the relativity into that. It's, uh, it's incredible how much it costs to run. Mm-hmm. And you went to PSP tournaments. I sure as shit wasn't doing a bunch of frivolous, you know, fireworks and pretty girls running around. Like right. we spent money on what we had to spend money on. Um, but it's, uh, it's, I still love it all, dude. Oh you yeah, know, me still, too. Like, well, and bringing I it back, still, bringing it back to, um, to like when the, everybody was shooting fast and everything. I, I think that having a, for me, this is my whole thought process behind it is having, I think it should be semi-auto. I think it should go back to a skill of being able to shoot a marker, right? I think we have the technology now to be able to actually f- regulate the marker and have the, 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 the marker manufacturers be able to help in that aspect. Um, I think so I could tell you what they could do, Carl. Let me tell you. We were going to do it. We had it all set up. They have cameras now that you can video. Right. The negative to it is you can't instantly enact a, a thing because you have to go back. These cameras are fast enough now where we can literally watch you on the field, and we can watch how many times you pull the trigger, and we can count how many paintballs come out of the gun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're pulling the trigger – nine times and 10 balls are coming out every once in a while. There's probably just something going on with the gun. But if you're consistently pulling the trigger eight times and consistently 11 balls are coming out, then your gun is adding shots to Mm -hmm. a stream. And the problem is we couldn't immediately come do that. But there's visual, absolute, 100% math counting ability to say your gun is not semi-automatic. And then you run into a situation where you have to make the penalty so severe that no one would be willing to do it, right? But right. absolutely, you could enforce semi-automatic guns right now. The problem is, so me and you own the league and run the league, and we say we're doing this for the better of the game, and God damn it, we know this is what needs to be done, and mm-hmm. we set out to do it. And I'm not, I don't want to, I, I don't mean this on it, but if... Lux and and Planet and GI and whoever the hell else makes guns right now all said, what are they going to do? We're going to make the guns that people want to buy. What are they going to kick us all out of our league? If if they all decide that they're not going to make their guns the way that we say the guns need to be, what are we going to do about it? You know what I mean? That we that like the leagues don't really have any power whatsoever. And um, at the end of the day, I'm not saying that that happened. Mm-hmm. I am saying that it was made abundantly clear that if this doesn't work for us, we don't really give a shit what y'all say. We're going to yeah. do what we want to do. Yeah? And, yeah. And, and with that said, I don't blame them. You, you know, like I said, if 212 employees they need to keep employed, they don't really give a right. shit if people, if I like the, the rate of fire rules. That, that, interesting. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut right. you off, but no, 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 saying, no. The gun's shooting fast. You, well, no, there's I, I a mean, way to do it. I know. And, and just like any kind of business venture, um, you know, you will run into roadblocks, right? And and sure. and how I think of that is you obviously do some kind of a pre-run, some kind of a, a run everything beforehand, check everything out, uh, and, and, and talk with the marker manufacturers of like, hey, this mm-hmm. is what I think 
by doing this, I think it will show how versatile your marker is instead of so it's yes. nobody does anything with their marker nowadays. I think besides uh, trigger pull and mess with the trigger and then that's it. Um, nobody, nobody consciously goes after a loader anymore because it can feed faster than loader B or loader C right. because everybody's shooting 10.5. No matter if you're yeah. right-handed, left-handed, this or that. Another reason why I think semi-auto should come back is because it'll truly, it'll, it'll break up the monotony of like hearing that marker, you know, and being able to shoot either left-handed or right-handed and consistently hold a lane. I think yeah. it'll, it'll break up that yeah. lane more, make it more natural, have more natural moves getting rid of the layouts early i think will will stop the teams from from figuring shit out uh, in, figuring out the, all these bounce shots and all this other bullshit that people that they th three weeks play on or two two and a half yep. whatever it is cuz they play the day before but they've been doing that why not have it where you see these organic things happen at the tournaments of finding yep. finding this whatever but I mean, that's just my opinion, but I no, think I'm a, and I'm a hundred percent with you. Every, the, the whole train of thought as to why these things should happen. And the hard thing for me, Carl is I don't know a person. I don't know a single person. And I'm sure there are, I don't know a single person who played this way, this way, this way, this way, and this way going down the, 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 the timeline mm -hmm. who doesn't say, dude it was better back here yeah it was everything wasn't better everything about paintball was but the actual play and i don't mean way back in the 15 man days where we had pumps and games lasting right. 40 damn minutes not but somewhere 1998 to 2002 yeah in what like what you so we made moves dude like we went We'd send seven people. Team Image would literally playing Avalanche at SC Village. We sent seven people from the center of the field to the right sideline. I never stopped at a bunker until I was at their back corner. Like I, I slowed down the mm -hmm. I never stopped at a bunker. Like you could, you could. There's so many things you could do. You could pull stuff out of your ass. It yep. doesn't happen anymore. It's, it's so. I mean, the moves are calculated. They're definitely calculated to yeah. eliminate risk, right? And and, and, yeah. and I think that's another big yes, thing yeah. is the elimination of risk because your body is so important, which, don't get me yeah. wrong, it is. But I also yeah. think it's very important to be able to uh, push the issue with a, some sort of controlled oh, chaos, right? And, and um, so much fun. Dude. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's, so, it's, much it's fun. so much fun. <laughs> and, and when people – I hear a lot of people saying that, well, you know, pulling the trigger – and everything, it's not a skill set and this and that, that I could argue with that for days. Um, yeah. But but then also, you know, somebody could say, well, you, I, I guarantee you that some, if you put it at semi-auto, 15 balls a second, that they would shoot way more paint than uh, they would at 10.5 ramping. And I immediately said, I would like to see you and your yeah. offhand shoot 10.5 balls a second consistently so, exactly. for exactly. 30 seconds. So, do this. I'll put 150 balls in your loader and I'll start the clock and you got 10 seconds to shoot them or whatever the hell the math is. I don't yeah. think that was the right math, but you never will do it. You it, would, it you, will not. and that's the thing, dude, my, right here, it says I'm shooting 13.6 balls a second. No, that means that at some point during your stream, two balls were back to back at the rate. It's like, it's like you may get, 
your your speedometer says that you're going 70 miles an hour. Right. But one hour from now, you're not going to be 70 miles from here. You hit a rate of 70 miles an hour at some point. You're not going 70 miles every hour. It's the same with these guns. At some point, two balls were close enough together in sequence that it rates out at 14 and a half volts. There is not a person, I don't think, ever in the history of Earth with a true semi-automatic gun that ever made 14 mm-hmm. balls come out of a barrel in a second. I don't believe that happens. And they yeah. damn sure don't do it both-handed, and they damn sure don't do it with people shooting at them. Oh, you know what no. I mean? Consistency and, um, will be out the, do- out the door because, yeah. you know, you're going to be trying to catch up. It makes it so cool too. Like it just it reading the does. gap. Re- like like mm-hmm. the, there's a whole other thing about it. This this missing there. And of all the things, there's a lot of things I wish I'd have done different. But of everything that I've ever done in paintball, the thing that bothers me the absolute most is um, this pushing the game into this little postage stamp size field with the with the repetitive. Um, I wish it, I just I just wish it was on bigger fields. The guns were backed off some, and these guys today they don't know what they're missing. The guy that's why I said the guys who played all along, every one of them says, "Oh hell no, it was better here. Mm-hmm. It was better back here." Yeah. Um, the guys that that have only played now they don't know, and you can't fault them. They like what they're doing. Tom Cole made a good analogy. He, he talks about the soup kitchen. He said, kept making the soup hotter and hotter. Mm-hmm. And the crowd got smaller and smaller. But at the end of the day, the soup's really hot. Nobody else wants to eat the soup. But these 12 people that still come to the restaurant that love this hot soup, like they don't hear us say, hey, guys, we've got to back this soup down lower. Because they're only here because – and all 12 of them love this soup as yeah. hot as it is. That's kind of the way I feel like paintball did. We, we narrowed it down so much to where – we have this captive audience now and they like this thing we do. That's why they're still here. And all of them talk to each other and they're all, it's like an echo chamber. They mm-hmm. all tell each, they all love this thing. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to hear. We got to back off what you love. We got to do something different because doing something different is going to make this better for everybody. Right. Right. And who knows? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't guarantee that it would make it better. I think it would, it would make it more, Sure. I, yeah, I mean, just I, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of it of it differently, but you know, you never know until you try it and you try it out and you see what happens. And and yeah. another idea I have for the marker manufacturers was you know trying to regulate this 15 balls uh, capped was that there was at least on the on the planet markers you had your um you had your uh when you're in semi auto you can you can see your high point right. Mm-hmm. Now I thought of the same. Use the same programming. Use the same software, but instead of like showing your high point, what you would do is you would have your 15 balls a second cap. But any time the marker would know that it went over that, a red light on the marker went off or something. That way, right. that right. way now you the 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 marker manufacturers are helping the league out, and now you go right. okay. Well, that that gun is either malfunctioning or or the player messed with it. The, messed right. with the out of many, you know, the the factory right. board, and now that marker shooting, uh, eighteen balls a second, and now you have this big major penalty that happens to kind of push away people from actually fucking with things. Exactly, don't push the boundary. It's don't not push the boundary. That, yeah, so you it, have to make it to where the penalty is not worth the risk. And exactly, exactly. It's, it's uh, it's, yeah, I. I but then again, it's just my theory. It's just my thought of what 
to make the game, would it make the game better? I don't know. Would it make the game more exciting to play? I don't know. Um, so here's what I think, Paul. I played, played all kinds of levels, and then I went and ran a league. Played at the highest level and ran a league at the highest level. And lost touch with fields and, and the way that the most important things in paintball happen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, league goes away, and I come back and buy a field and start running a field again. And... I realized the level of, of arrogance that I had been operating at because right. in my mind, I, I, I owned a field before. I know what it's like. I didn't realize how far removed I had, had come from until I got put back in it. And what I know now, when I say make it better, I don't know if it's going to make it better for Ryan Greenspan. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's going to make it better for whatever that boy is that shoots everybody from X Factor. Um, I don't know if it's going to make it better for them. Mm-hmm. It'll make it better for everybody. And what I mean by this is right now there is a void. There is, there is, there's rental play. And then there is in even scenario tournament scenario play, but it is a quantum leap from the transition that I went through. I went and I played, I bought a gun two weeks later. I played with that. I bought a different gun two months later. I played with that. I bought a different gun. I bought five different guns four months later or whatever mm-hmm. it may have been. And there was this constant progression. I played just out there with a, just whoever happened to be there. Then we kind of got organized in these teams. Then we went and played in scenario game. Then we went and played at another field against their players. Then we went to an actual tournament with a name and played in a tournament. Then we traveled to a tournament. So there was all these levels that you went to. And it was a step. So I started playing with 34 people. Of those 34 people that went and played with me the second time I played, 11 of those guys bought paintball guns and became paintball players. Seven of those guys became (coughs) tournament paintball players. Mm. (coughs) Four of those guys traveled the country playing tournament. Out of 34 people, four people became traveling tournament paintball players. I've owned paintball Atlanta for five years now, roughly. We probably do 12,000 players a year. So 60,000 players have gone through Paintball Atlanta. I would say to you of 60,000 people who have come to that field, 15 of them have bought guns and become paintball players. Of 60,000. And my belief now is that there's such a separation. It's like bowling. Some people are bowlers. I go bowling every year. Maybe I skip a year, maybe I go three times in a year, and then I don't go give to everybody I know has been bowling. I may know a handful of people who own a bowling ball. And me and Rennick talked about this when they said that's what it seems like paintball is becoming. It's like bowling. People just go play paintball. They just rent a gun and play. And part of the problem I think is the gap that has happened after renting the gun. Now the next step is if you talk to our group of people well, dude, I mean, the D5 tournament, there is a place to start playing. We think that way. Mm-hmm. We think, well, for shit's sake, if you can't compete at D5, you probably shouldn't be trying to play tournaments anyway. I mean, those guys are terrible. But you take little Johnny and his cousin that come out to the field, they watch a D5 player. That guy's so far ahead of what they know. And then the gear, the the look, it's just the whole thing. Um, has. There used to be a ladder. And mm-hmm. you could take little steps. And anywhere that you wanted to stop, there were a bunch of other people on that same level with you playing the exact same way that you. And you could 
climb to the top, stay in the middle, stay on the second rung, wherever you wanted to stop, there was a place for you. Yeah. Now there's three places at the bottom, then it skips 28 places and there's about 15 places at the top. It's not a good program. Mm. You know, for me, in my simplistic mind, slowing these guns down some kind of a way um, across the board would, would go some measure in, 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 in mending that, that gap in there, I think. Um, and, yeah. But I'm like you, I don't know. I don't know that would work, but what I look at now is I see there's this level and then there's way up there and it's, it's very few people. Which I would have made that leap. Yeah. Like I, we played the first day. I told the guy, I will come back tomorrow. He said, no, those guys are good. I said, it'd be okay. <laughs> yeah. That's all you right. I want to play with them guys. That's, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> who I want to play with. Yeah. So, and, and there's some, most people are not like that though. Yeah. I mean, there's some people that say that the ramping is what levels the playing field for everybody. But I feel like that kind of that that stunts the growth. I feel of of a lot of people yeah. as, as well, thinking, overthinking, or being overconfident with with stuff like that. But you, but going back to like, um, little Timmy and and his cousin and, and and not knowing the other things that are out there. I think that's why with an MP, with the MPL, like what we what we would do is exactly. involve those those exactly. fields and and donate show them the ladder. Donate the uh, the safety videos and and all this shit and that way we are now the top end is involved in the bottom end. And now we can kind of figure out ways to like to to bring the two together and yeah. and and grow from within almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You point in the same direction. That's what I used right. to always say. Hey, let's just can we all just point in the same direction? It's it's like so much in paintball seems like um, it's. So I'm a big college football fan. To me, paintball it's like politics or like redneck football. It's <laughs> if you're an Alabama fan, it doesn't matter what Auburn does. It's wrong. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> bullshit. Whatever they. I don't even know what – so Rennick told me one time we did these meetings with all these people, and he said, Lane, I don't even listen to what's going on. Mm. I don't listen. Whenever we have a vote, I just vote after Jerry. Whatever Jerry says, I say the opposite of that. <laughs> so, so it seems like he, he was joking, but in paintball it seems like it's that way, mm. that it's almost like politics. If Trump did it, a certain amount of people are just going to hate it, and if, if Pelosi did it, a certain amount of people are just going to hate it. And, uh, yeah. No, I'm the kind of person that no matter which one of them did it, I hate everything any of them do. But, but in, in paintball, like it doesn't seem that people can, uh, if we're not on the same team, shooting the same paint out of the same barrel from the same gun, wearing the same uniforms, living in the same state, playing in the same league, then we can't we can't agree on wh- where to go. And and yeah, my and we sit. I I get called up in bitching a lot. And I, again, I think this comes from sports. If you eliminate all the problems, if I eliminate everything I'm doing wrong, then I'm going to be the best me I can be, right? Right. So that's the way my mind works. When I think about it, I'm not negative. I'm actually very positive. But when I'm thinking about getting to this positive place, the way I look at fixing things is let's go eliminate all the problems, you know? Yeah. So I constantly look and point out problems. And, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, uh, Here's the thing, too, though. Tim Montressor wouldn't be having 70 teams sell out in four goddamn minutes if there wasn't – there's a reason that that happened. You know right. what I mean? There's um, 
And I, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a bigger, a bigger move. Um, like that, that's a couple of years, a few years ago, or five years ago, Brian Benini and Mark Knopp called me, Benini called me and said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to run a league. We got Chris Cole is going to help us do this, but we need somebody that's done it. We're going to start the MPPL back up. We own the name. We're going to start the MPPL back up. And not to be tried to stop being so long winded. Um, I think that they thought that we're just going to say the MPPL's back up and we're going to start running later and compete up. against the NXL. Right. Yeah. And so it took me probably three or four conversations to where I had said every way that I knew how to say, Hey, that shit's not going to happen. guys. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not going to happen. It's uh, um, it's going to take money. It's going to take time. It's going to take whatever. Um, but, and my thing to them was, we got to do something different. We're not going to compete with Bart and Randy and Richmond's money. Like that's not this, these guys, they, they, they were already doing it. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they were out spend us. Um, so we need to be different. Let's go back to old school guns. And, uh, I think Benini said, I don't, uh, we can't start over. We can't, can't go backwards. And so I went and looked at a couple of venues and pretty much I realized this is not going to work and not was kind of financing it. And it just ain't really in my DNA to, to spend somebody's money on something that I know is not going to work. So it just kind of faded away. Mm-hmm. My point of that was, though, I wish I had the balls, dude, because I knew in my heart if we there's people out here that want to play this game, that want to play this 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 game from, from 2001, you mm-hmm. and me from 1996. I didn't know that it would be 76 teams filling up a tournament in four damn minutes. I didn't oh, I know, know that. Right? But I wish then, I wish I'd had the balls to keep, to just keep pushing my opinion, and I, I, I didn't, and, and Tim did. Um, but the point I was making there is very obviously – there's there's something there's something to be said about that. It's 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 real. And you watch those guys out there playing. You 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 watch them afterwards. You talk to them afterwards. I just right now since we've been on this thing, I've had Rocky Cagnoni, Rocky Cagnoni, Emmanuel, uh, Matt Davis, all these guys that are playing again and running around and do whatever. They're back going because of this mechanical thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, they're trying to get me on the play that call of duty so they can laugh at me. I, was, I, I told somebody one time i was like i've never seen so many i'm talking about the i referring to the icc um i've never seen so many smiles and yes and yeah. and limping uh limping strides yeah, yeah, in the yeah, same yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i didn't think about that but hey turn that air conditioner um but it's uh and genuine smiles so that's yeah me and billy saransky talked about this we were running put it to cool um, we were running tournaments. We had gone. What other the setting does an AC have than than cool? Oh yeah, she's uh, <laughs> she's making fun of you. I'm not making fun My of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, me and Saransky, we'd gone through the 2008 thing. We started climbing back up. We're doing teams again. We did 300 some teams at World Cup, and I'm all excited that that because everybody had left. You know what I mean? Everybody left. The money had left. There was a time, Carl. I swear to God. We're at Mardi Gras at $6,700 in the PSP checking account. That's what we had. 
Mm-hmm. That was it, $6,700. And everybody was gone. It was on me. And uh, and we climbed back out. And we'd done well. And we were talking about, you know, I was, I was proud that we'd turned things around and got it going. And we were not losing money anymore. And, you know, then we right. started making money. But as we were making money, as the business was becoming legitimately a business, as I could hire more people that we needed, I thought we were going to be able to do better jobs, whatever, whatever. Me and Saransky were riding on the golf court one day, and we talked about it just like you look at the people, and it's not it's it's not the same. And I try very hard not to be one of them the good old days guys, mm-hmm. but it's it's. It's, it's the ICC thing. Like these guys come home and you could see their faces were lit up. You know what I mean? That they yeah. were they, like, it's, it's real, dude. It's real. And, uh, um, maybe it is going on at the NXL. I don't know. I haven't been to one, but if the PSP, even when we ran good events, even when things went well, there was no damn five inches of mud or, shit volcanoes or tropical <laughs> storms or whatever the shit used to go Locus, on all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, even if there wasn't that, there still just simply was not that, uh, I don't know, not that, that feel. And my brother said, you need to have a beer garden. And I thought, <laughs> and I think that's what I think he did that with NXL. And I thought, I mean that I, you know, Shit, yeah, let's just all get high, drink a bunch of beer, get some strippers, and everybody be – But What's I tough with a make... beer garden is that it, it blossoms drunk flowers. Yes, exactly. Like, yes. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes, uh, uh, yeah, but I wanted paintball to be – So, again, that was me. I'm not a marketing guy. It's not how right. my brain works. I'm not a – I'm not a uh, – uh, I'm like a, a nuts and bolts dude. And to me – we, just, we, uh, we need to take paintball back to what – so we used to grow 100%. Well, I'll tell you this. When we played in the woods with slow guns, no spectators, no webcast, no outside interest, mm-hmm. uh, and no money, we grew 100% a year for like 11 years. So all of the things that everybody says would be cool, yeah. every time we've done these cool things, we've gotten worse and worse and worse <laughs> in growth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, uh, um, if we just go back to damn BDUs and, and Rapids and quarter paintballs, it, uh, I, I don't think we should go back that far. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think the, the mechanical side is definitely – it's it's great to see older players and 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 even uh, current players get into, um, yeah. just because we love the game. But it's also it's cool cool to see people coming in, not be so intimidated, even though the the cream of the crop of those who first start playing are the ones that stick with it, yeah. go through the grind, and whatnot. But it's good to see everybody back playing that style of paintball. I, I love and, that. But what you hit on is to me that could bridge the gap. Right. Like that, there's a diff, there's an alternative to machine guns and postage stamp fields. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There, so, and I'll say it this way: I say I blame myself for being part of the group that that shrunk the fields and pushed this repetitive thing. Whatever. I'm not even I'm not even against that. I don't think that in and of itself is bad. To me, there's a there could be a place for that at that at the top level. What I never thought was going to happen is, is all like over the course of three years, 
every single tournament on earth became that. Mm. You know what I mean? That's where the problem was when there were just there was just this way of of, of playing paintball everywhere. That to me is no good. And I actually can't tell too because we talk about the gun levels. To me, the, the all the owners of the PSP owners or the, the pro team owners and my partners, um, we would argue that I wanted, if we, if we were going to have faster guns, have faster guns at the lower levels. And as mm-hmm. you went up, the guns got slower, like every other sport. You use an aluminum bat in high school or college, but when you get to the pros, you, you, you got to use a wooden bat. You're supposed to be playing with your abilities now. Help from the gun shouldn't be happening at the pro level. And College ball should so, go wooden bats. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I, I think. agree, dude. So it, it used to be where in high school you kicked off of this tee, in college you kicked off this tee, and in pros you kicked off the ground. Like as yeah. you went, as you went up, the help the equipment gave you got lower. That's what I think competition should be like. You would have thought that I asked everybody to play in damn astronaut outfits or something like these guys went crazy and. It was one of the things that made me realize these these pro owners they don't they don't and I'll, I'll and I'm not specifically trying to pick on NXL because my guys my partners did the same thing. What's well, all there is at the moment? I I guarantee you, Bart Yakmik has not watched three and a half minutes of the D4 paintball game in five years or four years, however long, long they've been there. My guys would be the same. John Robinson would mm-hmm. be the same way. And he'd start to ask the John, like, I don't give a shit what happens over here in this little group. This thing, these guys are going to do what they're going to do. Like mm-hmm. this little pro thing we do, we build them a stadium. We put the best refs that we have over there, which is not always saying much, but it's the best we have. They've got the best scoreboard. They've got the best. They've got a webcast. It's gonna, All these people over here. That's the future, dude. That's the way this thing keeps going. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm concerned with. This is what's happening on these other nine fields over here. And uh, it's happening right now. And I'll say, do you know this? 54% of everybody that ever played at a PSP tournament played one tournament. More than half of the people that ever came to a PSP tournament only played one tournament. Um, nobody knows that hmm. when you think about all the things that tie into that, um, it changes how you think about like kids cut grass all summer to save money to come play one day. They should mm-hmm. come play one of these things, you know, and, uh, um, it's, yeah, I had a train of thought. Now the word. <laughs> well, it means a lot to those players uh, who come and do this, do the, no. do it that one time. And it's another thing that when people complain about the refing, well, yeah, it, there's there's a point in time when 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 teams like that spend every single cent that they have to go play a tournament, yes. and then some, screwed. yeah, then yeah. some some kid ref or something like that makes this yeah. call. You have two horns blow on back to back fields or, at almost yeah. the same time, and somebody jumps and they you're out, and, and I that think, costs them the tournament. It's it's oh, yeah, and so to me. That's what I cared about, dude. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I would try to fix. But it all amounted to money. Like, it, at the end of the day, oh, you guys are just greedy. Well, I like, I don't, if I could pay the refs on handshakes and high fives, then I would charge you guys right. handshakes and high fives. Yeah. But it's like, 
we have to rent this place. I have to pay my people. It's so it takes money to make this thing happen. And at the end of the day, you're right. I spend most of my time thinking about the money because the money makes all this happen, guys, whether mm-hmm. you, you want to believe it or not. But for me, that was always, I got, it was a bad call on the pro field. You know, and I would think, what the fuck you mean? Like, there's a bad, I've never watched an NFL football game where I didn't think, what the fuck is that ref looking at? Right. You know, like that's, that's retarded what he just did. And it happens. It is what it is. Get over it. You're a professional paintball player. Be better. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't tell you what you just said. When I get down to this side, like I, I would, I would move around a lot because I didn't want to watch a field a lot because mm-hmm. like the, the refs, first of all, it's hard. It's hard refing a paintball game well. Yeah, but I mean, the refs were what they were, you know. And me and Tommy, with with PSP, when Tom worked for me, and he wanted to do three man and two man and one man and left handed man and women's and old people and damn hop on one foot. And mm-hmm. my whole thing was, we could generate more revenue, yes, but we don't have enough referees to do a good job of what we do right now. Yeah. I don't want to spread this further. Like we're consistent we're staying in business we're making a little bit of money let's just take steps to me um to make better what we have yeah like fix this and so i remember i got people got mad at at one of these meetings we had everybody gets there and they all start playing buzzword bingo and saying all their little cliches and all the little business shit we're spitballing ideas and the Mm -hmm. thirty thousand foot view and all this mess that does it mean anything and at one point they all got on this grow the pie you know we need to grow the pie i mean everybody's trying to slice it bigger than this just grow the pie we grow the whole pie and grow the pie this and grow the pie that and grow the pie whatever finally i like to hey i'm done look at me guys our pie tastes like shit mm-hmm. <laughs> our pie is shit our pie is no good nobody wants to buy our pie why the fuck do we want to grow this thing? Like it's a, Let's fix the damn pie. Let's fix the pie. Let's figure out how to make a good pie. Just one good little bitty pie. Then we'll try to grow it. But yeah. it, 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 would like, it would drive me crazy that there were so many cracks in the, in the, in the, in the thing. That, yeah. Uh, well, not to leave on a negative note, but what – what was a special memory for you through your entire career of playing playing that, that playing? yeah playing that have, that has stood out as kind of the one thing that you, that is a go-to when you think of a paintball memory that is just like, um, so God, I don't know if there is one. Um, when, when image won Boston, uh, I don't know, man, there's not one. There's a few, there's, there's, Play, I'll tell you, I went and played with Extreme. Extreme asked me to come practice with them, and I went and played. We went to Dallas and played NPPL Dallas, and we finished second. We lost to Nemesis. Um, in the final game, Nemesis, we stalemated, and they shot three guys more than we could. I, I don't know what it was, but mm-hmm. we finished second to them by 10 or 12 points. The Extreme guys were, like, cussing, throwing stuff mad, like, I had to sneak off from the camp because I'm new. I've only been around. I had to sneak off like over in the woods. And like, I was so excited. Dude. Like, I thought, holy shit, dude. I just finished second in the NBPL Like, I had tears in my eyes. I was saying that, but I had to hide from a bit. So I remember that. I remember 
when I went to France with all Americans and, uh, um, it, to me, like that was, you know, I'm traveling the world playing mm -hmm. paintball. I, I cut like literally, I grew up in the projects. My dad was in prison. My mama was crazy. Like I was as poor as you can be in this country. And now I'm in Paris, you know, staying in, traveling around Europe for two weeks, playing <laughs> paintball. And, and uh, so yeah. that was a thing. And then image one Boston and, uh, um, it meant, it meant, uh, it meant something to me. That team was, um, that team was what I always thought and wanted a team to be. And, uh, it's a shame that we couldn't have kept that together for, mm -hmm. for longer. Um, but that win, like we, um, it was, it was vintage image too. We lost, I don't remember now, we lost either Rage or maybe GZ or somebody that I, never thought she beat us in the semifinal or whatever. Um, but every other game, like we just destroyed everybody. Dude. Like yeah. I run through people in two minutes. And, and uh, um, so I guess those are three things that, that I remember playing. Uh, but I was not a big memory guy, dude. I'd come off the field and people said, dude, when – you tucked that guy in and you went and did this and then you shot this dude and you did whatever. And they tell it. They said, what were you thinking? I think I don't have a clue. <laughs> I, don't, yep. I don't remember any of that shit you just <laughs> said. It's a, I had my eyes closed. That guy scared the hell out of me. I had no idea. He was, yeah, there, I, you I know, had to spin I, all the way around um, and shoot that yeah, guy. Cause exactly. I didn't know he was going to be there. And then I just looked yeah. left. And what was that? Yeah. What was I thinking? I was thinking, what was he looking at? You know, and, keep going uh, till you get but, shot. That's what yeah, exactly <laughs> right, dude. Exactly. That felt like it broke up. Yeah. But I, I wasn't a big memory dude. Um, um, but I'm, I miss, I don't miss playing. I've got COPD now and I can't play. Like I, this, this whole resurrection of whatever, a lot of people ask me to play. Number one, I'm fat. Um, <laughs> And I was never really smart, so I had to be fast and agile, and I'm neither of those. But I can't breathe. I can't play. But mm -hmm. I don't miss playing. Um, I played enough. and uh, But I do miss – I do miss the, the competition. I miss the, uh, I miss the adrenaline of, of the anticipation. I miss the letdown when you, 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 know, you lose the second game in the finals and you know – there's no way they've got to play them and they're mm -hmm. going to sit and da, 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 da. And, uh, um, and then I missed that every once in a while where you, you did get to, you know, go score 99 in the last game to win the tournament by two points. Like, like I missed those. I don't, I don't really miss playing. Yeah. Um, and I miss my buddies. Um, but even that, like you guys, as it went on, I wasn't a, like, I didn't drink. I didn't, uh, hang out and party. I like where after I played, like mm -hmm. when I was running PSP, we drank all the time. But you know, it's <laughs> after I'm out at three o'clock, God damn, I got to get up at six. You yeah. know? But when I played, it was none of that, dude. I was there to play. I was there to compete and win a tournament. Mm -hmm. I wasn't about all the nonsense. Anyway, I quit running my mouth. All good, man. I, I love I, it. No. I was I was worried I wouldn't have anything to say. And now about ten times I thought, you know, I haven't stopped talking since we, since we started. No, it's great. That's what the that's what this whole platform is about. And um, I, I'm really glad that you were able to open up and and uh, be able to share your stories. 
You have no idea, dude. It's like those whole league things and all. There's, I'm going to write a book because there's so much. Because why not? That goes. Because why not? Yeah, I mean. it's, uh, it's, uh, I got to wait till I'm not as mad about some things, though. Cause <laughs> I, I don't always make good sense when I'm mad. <laughs> I'm still mad. It, about yeah, some it, stuff. it happens. It definitely happens. Yeah. Well, Lane, thank you so much. Um, if you don't mind, yeah, I just man. want to, I'd like to chat with you a couple minutes um, after we after we end this, um, just cool. to kind of get your opinion on some things. But dude, I I, I really really appreciate it. I've, uh, Rusty was telling me to get you on here, and and I was like, yeah, absolutely, I would love to get you on, and and I'm so glad I did. So uh, so so I thank you. Appreciate it. All right, thank man. You. No worries. Okay. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Lane. It was great, man. Um, I wish you the best of luck. Um, so glad to hear the fields and everything are doing well. And and yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for everything that you did for the PSP and paintball in general. It was graciously, graciously greatly appreciated. Thank you, sir. Uh, another big shout-out to our sponsors, Melavio. If you want 15% off your entire order for this, uh, their great products, go ahead and head over to melavio.com. And uh, for the promo code, make sure you type in TPOP, and you will get a nice little discount on uh, on their amazing products. I prefer the salves, the honey, and I do enjoy the flower before I go to bed. So uh, if you're trying to be a little experimental on some CBD, and you're not sure if you want to buy it from the corner store or not, I would say no. And go ahead and, and uh, give my friends over at Melabio a little trizai. Also, if you are in uh, kind of the area of trying to figure out what you want to strap around your forehead, I would suggest that you check out Charm City Paintball. They have headbands and head wraps that are such high quality that you would think only one guy did them in his house. And that's exactly what it is. It is Mr. Mike over there at uh, Charm City pumping these things out by himself. He is a, a master with the the needle and thread and uh, if you want to support some local paintball business make sure you give him uh, give him a little help out here uh, during these rough times but uh, but thank you Mike appreciate it bud and uh, thank you to everybody out there who are listening to these podcasts greatly appreciated I'm glad I can help you kind of pass some time if you are uh, you know any worker at all right now or anybody just trying to kind of fill that void at the moment I, uh, I thank you and I'm greatly uh, humbled by you guys listening to this. Uh, it's we're gonna get through it. We will, as everybody's saying, we're in it together. And uh, yeah, we just day by day, day by day. And make sure also when these uh, paintball fields open up, we get back out there and we we get these guys back on their feet, guys and gals, back on their feet. So thank you everybody for listening. Make sure when you are driving and uh, you know transporting back and forth from wherever you're going please don't text and drive stay alive listen to podcasts like this one and we'll see here every time every time every 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 time i cannot get it right i mess it up every time it's even a dumb saying like do i really have to say it i feel like i I do we'll see you here again soon on the playing on podcast peace